And welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 30. Would you believe, episode number 30. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Of course, Aaron covers professional wrestling. WWE for the uh, Baltimore Sun and for Rolling Stone. It's good to uh, get back together after uh, we... Aaron went away for a few days. I did. We did, did manage to get the show in last week. Yes, we had to we do did. it kind of regimented. Like, we had to do it very quickly, and uh, we didn't have time to screw around much. But uh, Aaron went away. How was Mexico? Oh, Mexico was great. My, my only regret, I didn't get to see a Lucha show down there. And I did look. Did you really? I did look. That's I did funny. Look. There, there, there actually was one that was close, like a little indie. Go to some show. of those. You might. I, yeah. it, was, it was a little. It was a little weird. If they, if, I was looking at be like, why is there a donkey at the wrestling <laughs> if, show? If, if there was a AAA or a CMLL show, I absolutely would have gone. Right, right. And, and that's the thing. My girlfriend would have supported it. Would she have gone? Oh, she absolutely would have loved that's to cool. go. That's cool. She, she, but uh, I went, went down to the shop, looked first, found some interesting little luchas. Did you get a mask? I, I got a uh, uh, a handmade lucha mask with the Buccaneers logo on it. <laughs> it, it was great. But so they, I, every we went to um, oh god, what is the name of this town? Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Where the ruins are, Tulum. Tulum, we went to Tulum. Yes, yes. And same thing. Like when you're coming out, you have like all those little mm-hmm. shops, and they had all the masks, and it like took everything in me. But then I'm like, I'm not really like a fan. If they had a Maryland mask. Oh yeah. It would have yeah. been game over. Some, some some guy tried to sell me a Buccaneers like Mexican poncho. <laughs> wow, that's not bad. Yeah, but uh, I'll, and I'll they're still... and they're all trying to undercut each other, right? Like, oh, like, oh, it's, hey, it's hey, 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 come in here, come in here, come in here, come yep. in here. Oh yep. man. Uh, those, those streets are amazing, but uh, it was great because I was wearing my uh, the the Lucha Reservoir Dogs shirt that I have that I right, got it from right. WrestleCrate, and so like I would walk down and every every few shops or so, some guy would be like, "Hey, you know, this guy pulled me aside, tells me how uh, 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 El Santo was like his hero growing up, and how cool. much that's, he loved that's oh, cool. it. Was, that's it, really it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of which. Um... You haven't gotten it yet, right? I have not gotten it. Right. I would have brought it. All right. Well, you, and it, you get it this week. You yes. will not open it until... What if I get it today? Aaron, you listen to me. Uh, what if I re- reseal it? WrestleCrate. No, shut up. That's <laughs> stupid. WrestleCrate is a wonderful partner of yes, ours. Yes, it is. We, we, we love, love WrestleCrate. Well, but that, that's the problem. We Dude, love you know, WrestleCrate. So he's a huge Bengals fan, right? And we were talking uh, shit with each other last week. And I said on Sunday morning, I said, Dude, we'll put a side bet down. You, you'd say right now... If I win, you come on uh, jobbing out this week. If the Ravens win, you come out and you have to sing some stupid song that I pick out. If the Bengals win, I'll sing a stupid song. And he wouldn't make the bet. Oh, he wouldn't make the bet. And it would have. I would have been sitting here singing. Today. Ed, Ed, Ed from WrestleCrate. Ed, come on, make man. the bet next time. He wouldn't make the bet. He's like, ah, I don't think I can do it. I'm like, dude, that's a mistake on your part. I totally would have been singing. Totally would have been singing. All right, coming up on today's show, a huge guest, TNA champion. Um, they're coming to Virginia this weekend. They'll be yeah, in Bound for Glory pay per view this weekend. Right. They'll be well. They'll be in Salem, Virginia, on is that Friday or Saturday? I can't even remember. I believe that's Friday. Friday. Okay. And then yeah, Bound for Glory on Sunday night. Yes, Sunday night. Um, Ethan EC3. Ethan East, Carter the third. Ethan Carter one the third. Legitimately one of the best things in wrestling right now. It's a shame everything that's been going on with TNA. Yeah. Because you're right. He's really great. Like the barbershop quartet was phenomenal. Yeah, just everything about him has yeah. has been done so perfectly. He is everything. Like it is you, you can there are plenty of things to complain about TNA you right, know, about right. TNA. What they've done with Ethan Carter the third, a a NXT cast off, a guy who right. the WWE didn't want has been done so 
perfectly now, in almost you, every did way. Did you check out the card for the show in Virginia? Like, everybody's on it. Is it? Angle's there. The Hardys are there. I didn't know that Angle was back on board. I guess that's a recent thing. Like, he's back in. Yeah, he's very recent thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a great card for the uh, house show in uh, Salem, Virginia. And then, as you mentioned, the pay-per-view on Sunday night. So we'll talk to EC3 a little bit later on in the show uh, also, we'll do all the regular stuff that we do on the show. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. As we were discussing, WrestleCrate is wonderful. Aaron will not open his. I will not open until, mine. I will not open mine. I will not until open Until he can do it on the show so that we can enjoy his reaction live on the air. And then you can enjoy it taped on a podcast. I'll enjoy it live, but you'll enjoy it taped on a podcast. WrestleCrate is just a marvelous. Um, all it is is just a, a gift box. It's just a care package. And you say, well, that's all it is. Well, think about how much you loved getting a care package when you were in college. When you were in college, like, for example, my, my roommate was from Texas. He was a soccer player. And he came to Maryland. It's a good place to come to play soccer. He would get care packages from his mom, Texas stuff, once a month. Stuff that he couldn't get at home would get sent to him. And, like, the joy that would come over his face was something that I couldn't possibly describe. Well, if you're a professional wrestling fan... The same joy will come across your face when you get your monthly wrestle crate. That it's just pure unbridled joy because you don't know what you're getting and you're gonna love all of it, all of it. You're gonna love um, so much great stuff: DVDs, T-shirts from pro uh, from pro wrestling tees and barbershop window, Mattel Funko Fat Head Pop vinyls. It's all in there. Autograph stuff, so cool. Go to wrestlecrate.com right now. Packages start at just fifteen dollars a month. And you can take 10% off by using the code J-O-SENTME. J-O-SENTME is the code for you to use for your WrestleCrate. And uh, we could not possibly encourage you enough to get on board. It's a very, very cool thing. We are going to lead off this week. Our main event is a small problem that the WWE is facing right now. Aaron, uh, do you have the specifics of the numbers for let, us? Let, let me. Yeah, uh, because they got the ratings in. For old Monday Night Raw, the flagship program on the USA Network. And the ratings have not been great. But this past week, it was the worst. The past, this past week, uh, albeit against Monday Night Football, against the Green Bay Packers, in particular on Monday Night Football, and the entity that is the Green Bay Packers, a very bankable commodity in the world of professional sports at all times, but particularly right now when they're very good and they have um, perhaps the best quarterback in football on their team. So the information, the numbers were what? Uh, Raw drew 3.33 million viewers. And Could the, you imagine that being a problem? Yeah. Could you, could you like, <laughs> even imagine you being involved with something where the problem was that you had 3.3 million viewers? And says, the final rating was a 2.33. I don't um, know how that works. Where well, it's saying yeah. that any, at any point, point during the show, two, yeah. they had 3.3, but the average, like the, the rating, so on average, right. they had 2.3. Yes, down from last week's 2.47 and a new record low going back to the 90s. Okay, so this is a problem, obviously. There's a couple of things that go into it. We mentioned Monday Night Football. This always happens to Raw when football season begins. Yeah, they, they knew that there was going to be a drop in They viewership. always know that they are up against – look, this is – I'm a perfect example of this. The rest of the year, there's a good chance that I will either watch Raw live – I mean, there's a way better chance that I'll watch Raw live. 
But during football season, I have not watched Raw Live once. Now, I still watch it. I go back on DVR and watch it, which is always awkward because then I'm trying to tweet about what I'm watching and everyone else is I, I hate doing it. And that, that's, that's one of the main it. reasons why I don't watch Raw and DVR because I like being able to tweet. I like being able to go on. Well, so this week was a little bit different. I watched the beginning of Raw before I flipped over to the football game. Right. So, like, I was tweeting about the New Day. Right. And then my tweet, like, the next day... I, I tweeted something about Paul Heyman not even being able to put over the big show right now. Like, that's how bad the big show thing is. Right. Um, and it was like a day later. Yep. <laughs> and yep. nobody else was interested in tweeting with me about it at that point because they had watched it the night before. Exactly. But, but this is the problem. The problem is I'm, I'm their issue. Now, I do not count. I watched Raw. They sold me advertising on Monday night, and I don't count to that number. And that's a problem that all of television faces at the moment. Right. Which is those ratings, they still do matter for setting advertising rates. But everyone knows the truth, which is there are plenty of people that are watching things that just aren't watching them live. Right. And I I don't know yet why we are so far into this thing that we haven't come up with a better well, method. There, there is a there, there is a formula for for DVR. They they can track DVR watches, but stuff. only over a certain amount of time. Right. Exactly. In these overnight ratings, they can't do that. Exactly. So the overnight ratings matter, but they don't matter as much as they did in 1995. No, absolutely not. In 1995, that was Bible. You knew how many people watched Raw because, short of anybody sticking in a a, a tape into their VCR, not saying those people didn't exist, they probably did, but certainly not nearly as many as watch right. things on DVR. DVR is a huge, huge part of this equation. Obviously, Monday Night Football is a huge part of the equation, but it's still not good. It's still a problem that WWE deals with, and it touches on something that you and I talked about a couple weeks ago, which is how they treat the post-SummerSlam portion of the schedule. I, to their credit, they clearly were thinking about this when they decided to bring back Sting Correct. for this time. That. While it didn't make any sense wrestling-wise, the idea was if Sting's involved, that will help in the ratings department. Yes. So it's not good. It didn't help anything. It didn't progress anyone's characters. None of it. The, the match itself was fine. It was fine. But it served to stabilize and even give a slight boost to the ratings. That was the idea. The idea was this is a month where we have a problem. Let's have Sting around. Did they need to do it with the, putting him in a championship match? I don't think so. But having Sting around made sense for that reason. What reason right now does a, a person who's not a 10, and, someone and who isn't a P1, question. what reason do they have to tune in to Raw right now? I mean, the, the, I think a bigger question is what reason have you given them to, even if this was May, yeah, there would be a bigger rating, but in general, they have made it so it's hard for the casual fan to just tune in. You know, like, let, let's just look at... I, I want to focus on these past two weeks because these okay. th- these are the problem, like the true problem weeks where people are saying that, you know, Vince McMahon himself is, is freaking out a bit a little bit because of these past two weeks. These have been record lows going back to not just the three-hour shows but even beyond. Yep. Um, you know, you're in a situation where your your title picture is not in the main event. Uh, it's this week, you know, it was in the, the mid-card. It was Correct. at a 10 o'clock spot. You're, you're trying out of a, Cena is opening the show. Cena, who is your, your 
typically your stabilizer when it comes to the ratings. You know, whatever you think of Cena, he is the guy that people. There are plenty of people but who ne- want to. Let's see. not pretend like St- Cena alone spikes no, the ratings. No, I, I will say his segment was the highest rated segment this mm-hmm. week. Though. Now also came before football started. It, and, and yes, there, there are several things. But if if you look at it, usually the curve is kind of you know you start off a little slow. You typically nine to ten is your best, then it kind of falls off. You almost That's have a strange to me because I would think that your top of the eight o'clock hour when you don't have a game on would always be. I, I, and I'm, I'm just comparing this to to recent, so I, okay. I don't know if that's always the case. Yeah. Uh, go, going back to the fall, I'm just talking about like if we were comparing this to a summer show, for instance. Okay. Well, this is a big. There is a huge football is such no, and, a and, huge. and 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 I agree. There, there are a number of reasons, yeah. but it also you know having seen it at the beginning, which I guess was almost to say, hey, look, but you almost. That comes off more to me as they did that this week to try to keep people from going to and, and that's the question. Is that what they did? They, they, they purposely put Cena that, on. Didn't they basically end it as soon as football started? Uh, well, no, because they had two matches. They, they had two matches, up, but didn't it only go no, to 45? Like, okay, but football started at 825. Well, so kickoff was 45. Though, no, right? kickoff is about 830. Kickoff, oh, oh, it's Sunday. That kickoff, kickoff, yeah, is, kickoff okay. is at about 830. Okay, so yeah. So, so they so lingered that's the it point. past yes. the kickoff with the idea being that you will stay, stay in, a little bit and past. hope that you will stay beyond that. Correct. Whereas probably that's about, and this is probably what happened, about at the point where that match ended was where I went to, to football and didn't right. come back to DVR until after the football exactly. game ended. Um, so, so you have Cena there, and you have the main event with uh, Reigns Wyatt, which is, again, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I enjoyed it. It was it was overall, but I don't know if it was the best thing to in, in when you're trying to target trying to counter program against the NFL. I don't know you know, if you are a casual well, fan, you're not flipping over for Reigns Wyatt. If you are just you're a casual not, fan. But again, there's two big times right now for the WWE. Their big their big times are eight o'clock and halftime. Yes. Problem is you can't fully plan exactly when halftime is gonna Correct. be. You can have kind of an idea of when it might be, and we've seen them try to push things in. There's been a lot of talk backstage about we might change something in the well, card. Well, remember, remember last year there was a there was a raw last year where they literally said, uh, I can't remember who Cena was. It might have been Brock. Yeah, and, and he's like, I'm going to call out Brock at halftime. Yeah, at halftime, yeah. which was you know what people made fun of it, but it was great. But th- th- it made sense. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they understand. It made perfect sense to do it. People made so much fun of it because they, you you're know, not beating the NFL. No, you're no not. No one is. No. There isn't any entity in the world. Correct. The Pope can't beat the NFL. Correct. That nobody can do it. And it's not me, you know, kissing the ass of the NFL. It's just facts. It's facts. You're, you're not going up against the NFL. This, this isn't. Oh, hello, phone. Yeah. <laughs> this right. isn't. Uh... You, can, you can just pick it up and hang it up if okay. you like. I don't, I don't think that there's anybody calling for the sake of. Uh, um... In fact, if you want to leave it off the hook for a second, yeah, it you might know, be that, a, hey, that might have been Vince McMahon for all we know. That's a great point, right? Telling us uh, we're, we're going to go up against yeah, the NFL, you it, jerks. I've 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 heard uh, you know people say, oh well, they, well they went against it in in the late nineties and they won. Well, you know what? That was the late nineties. That was before the NFL, NFL was be- a drastically different. Yeah, mo- that was in the late nineties. Baseball was still right. The exactly. Of the world. This, this is a totally different thing. You Nothing cannot compare. Nothing competes no. with the NFL. Nothing. Nothing comes close no. to competing with the NFL no. right now. Game seven of the NBA Finals does maybe, at best, what a Saturday afternoon Jaguars game might do. Yep. That 
is the reality I mean, the, the of the NFL, NFL draft does better than most Correct. playoff games I mean, in other sports. Now, it's in large part because there aren't that many games. That's Correct. the good news right. for, for, for people like the WWE. This only exists for four months. Then it's gone. You have right. eight months right. where this is not a factor. It's not something you have to Correct. worry about. But for those four months, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And it's a – here's the big thing. In, in, and here's the other thing. In the old days when, you know, if this was a problem – you could write it off internally as, hey, we know we're, this is going to happen. We don't have to worry about it. Right. Here's the big problem when it comes to the WWE. They do have people they have to answer to. They are a publicly traded company. They have a board of investors. They have a number of things. You know, Their quarterly report is coming up in a few weeks, I believe. Their quarterly conference call right. where they have to they, – they have a Q&A with the, 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 the big-time shareholders. They do a lot of big things there. They have to answer those people, and you can bet that on that conference call – Someone is going to say, Raw is at the worst yeah. ratings ever. Yeah. What is going on here? I, I, I guess what I wonder is, is it pure panic or is it we know we have to do well with the WWE Network on Saturday night? Yeah. That's my question. My it, question is, is it, is it this is the end of the world or is it we just have to adapt to this? Because if we do well on the WWE Network on Saturday night with this MSG thing, then we can kind of say, hey, look, yeah, you're right. We do have a little bit trimmed off on Monday nights, and it is a bit more difficult right now. But look at how well, in general, everything is working, because look at how many people tuned in against a UFC pay-per-view. They're going to do some pretty stiff competition on Saturday night as well. College football. College football. Um, You know, it's a Notre Dame on Saturday night, in fact. Now, that game starts at 8, and so... And it's about the same time that the WWE events. Yeah, it's, it's about the same time. Granted, they can just say, you know what, it doesn't matter if they watch it live as long as they watch it at some point. That's yeah, the nice I, thing I, about the I network. I just wonder if it's it's as much panic as it is some acceptance of, yeah, it's at record lows, but it's at record lows because of all of these things combined. Right. That when you combine in the WWE Network, you combine in DVR, you combine in all these things, and Monday Night Football... You can call it a record low, but it's not that much worse than it was last football season. And we can say that it's going to erode further and further because of all of these other options that we're giving people. Correct. Because they have the opportunity that perhaps some people on on Monday still haven't even watched the last pay-per-view. Correct. Are still going back on the WWE right. Network to watch Land of Champions. I just I wonder a little bit about that. But I do think the product matters. And I think that's what you and I were talking about two weeks ago, which is that you just can't, to me... Your argument was you sort of punt a little bit in these months because you know what you're up against. And while I understand that, there is no justification for throwing Kane into your WWE championship picture. I, I, I'll say this. Kane was the most important. Outside the New Day, Kane was the it most was, interesting it part was, of It was a good ongoing storyline on Monday night. I enjoyed it, but it's not what people are tuning in for. No, but here is my question. Right. At this moment, and I, I'm, I'm not saying... And we understand, going into this, that the WWE has put themselves... No one's feeling bad for the WWE here. This moment, you are Vince McMahon right now. You are sitting in at the creative meeting. What is your directive here? Okay. Because because people who say, oh, well, you know, if Kevin Owens was in the main event... Well, Kevin Owens can't be in the main... You know. Right. You're forcing it a little bit. Okay. I hear what you're saying. One, there's a couple things here. What's, What's truly coming to roost at this moment is how much it hurts to have lost CM Punk and Daniel Bryan back-to-back. Yes. This, that's what's true. Like, to tune in for these guys, guys you lose. Yes. And you can kind of get away with it for a little while. It definitely hurt at the beginning, but you could sort of push through it. When you get to this portion, when you get to this place, 
when you have lost that much star yes, power, there, there is a severe it, lack of star it power. It comes to roost at some point. Yes. And you can get away with it. You can bring in a Brock Lesnar. You can sort of get by with a Sting or having the Undertaker around. There's things that you can do. But when those things run up, when those Band-Aids mm-hmm. are no longer available, you are always going to end up paying the price for losing those two guys. Yes. Now. The fault of WWE, the fault of CM Punk, the fault of Daniel Bryan getting – there's a combination the, of all the, of those things. We're, we're not trying to blame, right. blame in but, this specific segment correct. here. We're just figuring but out what do you do. This is going to come. You cannot – you just – no one could survive that. You, a football team couldn't survive. The New England Patriots look like world beaters, right? Right. If they lose Rob Gronkowski tomorrow, they're not just going to be the same team. Correct. It's not going to work that way. And the WWE is all – you cannot lose – these two significant, two of your top three performers. Yes. Week in and week out. Yes. You know what I mean? That yes. From a week to week basis. Yes. Cena, Cena, being Punk, the third, Brian, right. they in were that your some three yes. top guys. You cannot lose two of them and just think you can get away with it forever, short of installing someone else that's there all the time. And that's been the failure well, of the. Yes. And that, that has been a failure. There right. is no doubt about it. They, they should have. Or they could have been in in a situation right now where if they had basically put it, and, and they were hoping Reigns would. To be fair, right. they were hoping Reigns would be it. Right. The the you know everything around him going back to the injury, but, they, but even set he, him back. they were kind of rushing a bit. They and exactly because they were, they of were, the need. Yes. Even that was a bit rushed. You just this was always this was going to come to roost. That yes. you were going to have a lack of top level. Part of the problem is still Seth Rollins is your champion. And it's not taking anything away from Seth Rollins, who I think has been a great champion. But he does not have name brand value. Well, it's, and, and the other, the problem, the big problem is that, you know, you, you can get away with Seth Rollins being a, a kind of lesser champion right. if you want. And I have no problem with it. But you need to have the big guys to go against him. Correct. You like, need to, you, you need to have the foils there. And he... Right. Either your champion has to be a rock star, or the people chasing your champion yes. have to be rock right. stars. And they don't have that. Right. They just don't. So, th- so this is the diagnosis, right? That's everything that's gone. So now your question is... My, my question basically, you have right now, you have a couple options if you're WWE. And, and, and the, the question ends up being, how panicked are you? Do you need to turn this around relatively immediately? Okay. And, and that basically becomes the question because there, there are a couple situations, you know, if you need to turn around immediately, the answer is not, Everybody, will, oh, you know, create new stars, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah it, ideally, it, it takes time. It yeah, just, it you takes can't ti- you can't force the average person to care about Kevin you know, Owens you, tomorrow. You put to, if if Cesaro wins the title tomorrow, that doesn't increase ratings. It just right. doesn't. But I think there's two things. Let me let me start with what you're saying. Those answers are things like you desperately throw money at Brock Lesnar and say, please, dear God, show up on television a little bit more often. Um, we will add in all of this to your contract because we are desperate. Now, and he is coming back next week. And he, uh, he's going to be on Raw on Monday. He's going to be on Raw on Monday. That's interesting. I don't, I don't think he's going to be on Raw every week. No, but he but, is on Raw on Monday. But that should help. It should help that he's on Raw on Monday coming off uh, the, the Saturday night event at MSG. Mm-hmm. And he is involved in the build-up to Hell in a Cell. Correct. Now, you assume he's not there every Monday. You want your ratings to be up every week. You say to him, please, please, dear God, Let's Show have up you at on. least every other week. Correct. If not every we week. need to throw more money into your contract so that we can get that. That's yes. a quick solution, right? It's quick. It's not perfect, but it definitely would help. You, know, you, you try to get, and, and that's basically one solution is you you get some part timers and you you patch things up. Correct. You, you try to get The Rock involved into a Survivor Series uh, match. You try to, you know, you you do anything you can here. You have Triple H wrestle. Yeah, exactly. Triple H. Yeah. 
I mean, you have him wrestle. You you go back to that Seth Rollins Triple H idea that we had for so, so long. long. Yep. Those are the types of things that you can do for a quick solution. The easiest one is Brock. Triple H is a logical one. It is because Triple H wrestling still matters um, and because you can do it organically. You don't have to force anything. Correct. The Rock you can't do organically. You can do it, but it's not as organic as no. inserting Triple H into a match when he's there every week to begin with. Right. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. having Triple H wrestle, if next week your main event was Triple H versus Seth Rollins, Goodbye. you're going to do good. Yeah. You're going to have a good uh, showing yeah. for that. People are going to care. They're going to be interesting. So that's one of the things that you can do. The second thing is, if you're accepting of the numbers being what they are, right, if, if that's if it's the if it's the first thing that I said, which is I don't know if it's that big of a deal or that you're able to justify it by, hey, we did good numbers for Brock and, and Madison Square Garden, the network's doing all right, these other things, and we're up against football. If that's the case, you then use this to accomplish the other things that we're talking yes. about. There's nothing to be gained by having Raws that are built around Kane and the Big Show. Correct. It's awful. It's and, and I like both those guys. They're deserving Hall of Famers. It, it's awful from a pra- practicality standpoint. You can say wait because because again, I think the Kane stuff is very. Entertaining. I thought it was good on Monday night. Yes. I, I thought it was, it's very yeah. entertaining. So from a practical, what helps the business the most standpoint is what we're right. talking about here. Right. This does not having those guys being focal points of your television show is not helping anything. Now, you might argue that having the big show, you've got this match between Brock Lesnar and the big show, you have to put the big show over a little bit going into it. I hear you. I, I hear you. But you don't. Because people aren't tuning in for the big show on Saturday night. They're tuning in for Brock Lesnar. If, if you wanted to do this, if you wanted to sell the idea that the big show could be a credible threat to Brock Lesnar because look at the things that they've done in the past, I, I hear you. You don't need to have the big show be a focal point of the show. To be fair, he, he hasn't been a focal point. He was a pretty focal point I mean, on Monday he, night. On Monday night, he, he was, was what? He had a two-minute match with Mark Henry. Then you had Heyman come out, and he came out And briefly. he also, don't forget last week, he went over Cesaro, which was a well, terrible that, mistake. Yes, yes. It was a terrible but, but calling him a focal point, he, he was like the, the was, sixth, fifth was, or sixth there was on a, the list. But there were two segments involving the big show, including the moment of the night which from the past has always been the Paul Heyman promo. And it ended up being about the big show. And when you wreck the Paul Heyman segment of the show... It's hard to do. The shit are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm tuning in for. And it was terrible. You wrecked it. Because you're trying to put over the big show. And nobody is buying into you putting over the big show in 2015. No one's interested. I am zoning out when you go into big show conversation. So that's their reality. If you're going to accept the ratings as being what they are then, Aaron, you use this time to create your stars. Yep. That you want, by next year at this time, Kevin Owens and Cesaro yep. and that group of guys to be more relevant. Yep. So you focus these shows around them, accepting it's not going to help your ratings, you're going to struggle, but it's way better to do it than to f- have crappy ratings and focus and, around and Kane be, and the big and show. And to be fair... That this parcel, like you look at the main event on Monday night, it was, was Reigns and Wyatt, right? and and you can you can make a case like that is what they were trying to do. Uh, there's some argument for that. Now, part of that is we've just seen those guys face each other well, so yes. much at this point that we're kind of like, all right. Uh, to, to, to be fair, it was it was well received. That match was well received. It was a. Fun. It was fine. There was you know a good uh, it was a good visual to go off on. Yep. You know, like there was a lot that. But again, I have seen this over and over and over again. I don't nothing about that. And again. Did anybody buy into the idea that this is the finality of it when they said it? No, Nobody did. No, it, it's that. I mean, that match was clearly done to show that oh, we need to contain this match. That's why they brawled into this stance. Was we need to contain this, so we're going to be put, put in, in the cell. cell. Right. Obviously. Yes. Now here's the thing, though. 
you know, we're, we're saying this now. And what we're saying now is, is it's nice and dandy. And we're, we're saying, you know, oh, you know, stay the course. And, you know, quite frankly, that's not that, really that, saying stay the course. Or, well, what you were, we're saying, you know what I mean? We're, we're saying don't panic about the ratings. So focus on well, them. I'm not, ta- I'm not even sure that I'm saying don't do that. I'm saying one or the other. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, ratings, yes. No, obviously you can't just say, oh, do, you know, Kane and all, all yeah, that. that. Yeah, that's essentially right, my right, point right. is it can be one way or the other. Either if the ratings right. really matter, then sure, by all means, go do something. Go get some band-aids in Triple H in a match. You understand the position that you're in, fix it. But if the ratings don't matter as much as we think that they do, then you need to vote. Yes. Gotta be using this time. If the ratings are gonna be down, let them be down. Build stars. You know, this is, this is the conversation. We we played the, the old 90s Raw theme coming out here. This is the conversation that people in, in, in the WWE were having when WCW started taking over. When they became a very relevant thing. Because, they were getting their ass kicked in the ratings. Right. They were getting destroyed. They had a. They had. I'm sure at some point they sat down with all of the the powers that be. I don't know. You know, obviously Vince was in the room. Whoever else was in the room and said, "All right, what do we do here? We can do go out and do what WCW is doing. We can find guys to come in and be big stars automatically. Or what we can do is we can we have a a young stable." Of guys here. Correct. That we can start building up. Yep. We know, we are going to accept that we are going to get our ass kicked for the next year. Yep. We are going to say, fine, WCW, you take this win. We're going to give this to you. Yep. But we're going in. But that's going to come to roost now, as well because yes. your guys are going to be 50. Right. And our guys are going to come into their prime and be putting on damn good and, shows. And it was a risk for W, you know, right. if WCW had done better and had been able to to keep that lead, we're talking about that decision very differently right now. We're go- we would we would probably be looking at it in history as oh they just sat on their asses they they didn't want to make you know make right. the big move. So that's the and and it's it's very possible that with all of this outside pressure with the investors it, we don't know exactly what they would say but you know with all this outside pressure we could be looking at this nine months from now and saying oh why didn't they do more then because they they. Co- Turn themselves into a landslide here, you know, this kind is, of a bit of quicksand. This, it's it's a it's a big deal, I, I but hear they you. they have to choose a path and stick with it. And that's right. the big and I thing. think it can be one or the other. Again, yes. I, it might I can't tell you how to run your business because the business might be we have to get the ratings up. We've got to do this. Stuff. Right. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be how I go about doing it. But I don't have to answer to now, investors. Now here's the, here's the question. Let's 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 go back here and, and say okay, we we we're going to choose to go the band aid method right. right here. I know what your answer is going to be to this because it's your answer. But as far as what would be best for the future, you know, if we're also looking at least a little bit to the future here, would it be to, you know, do a sting thing where where he comes back for a no. month and then disappears no. again? Dreadful. Would it be to put John Cena in a more prominent position yeah, again? Yeah, it's always the it's always the question. I, like that, that's the easiest fix right it, there. It's the easiest. You say it's the easiest fix. I, I'm going to disagree because who is John Cena helping in the process? Because who is Brock either, Lesnar helping in the process? Well, I, the way that he's been used, nobody. Right, I've, exactly. I've said and, that's, and a, that's a that's huge mistake. Thing, like, right, I, I agree. It's, I, and Here's I, my I, I answer. Don't, if you could really turn John Cena and Seth Rollins into rivals somehow, yeah. then I'd be all for it. The problem is John Cena isn't over. He's not a face. He's the biggest guy in the company, but he's just a guy. He's. It's, it's so funny that, like... Did, did you pay close attention to just everything he said, all of his mannerisms on right, Monday? Right, right. Like, 
it, they were, uh, and, and I, well, I know, he's done this before where he's genuinely come off as annoyed. Yeah. Like, annoyed by, really, we're doing this again? Right. Like, don't you know the way that this goes? Right. right. Like, I, I'm willing to accept it when it's 50-50. When it's 50-50, okay, fine. But when I come out to this, when I'm just getting booed, and the crowd on Monday was, it wasn't close to 50-50. Right. It was 80-20 negative towards right. John Cena. And I think that, I think when, Personally, he can deal with the 50-50 because the 50-50 actually comes off pretty good on or, TV. You know what? If it, if, and if it's a if it's a if he was expecting if it's Brooklyn if it's Chicago right, and, and, and right. you know he's expecting I mean, and, and can play off. Yeah, right. Buffalo he did not expect. A, you, a, you could a, tell a he, vociferous anti-Cena crowd in a, Buffalo. A, and the that was the only time the crowd responded. That was a terrible crowd. Yeah, it wasn't a great crowd. You're right. right. It, it wasn't a great. But crowd. but you know, generally when you say not a great crowd, you you don't expect big reactions. For, for, for especially that sort of reaction. Correct. Correct. So, so for him, it, I think that was part of it. And they're just during the match, he seemed different. I didn't Again, think he seemed annoyed. Like, and and that might have been. And that might have been it. And I'm telling you, Aaron, I've seen that from him before. Where like I think that he's fine with fifty fifty. I right. think he's totally because again, fifty fifty is good. For his character. 50, it's, yeah. It's good for him because it fits in the I'm up against it. I'm, yes, yeah. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But, you can constantly overcome it. When it's that far to the other side, it really does screw with your entire program. Yeah. And I think that's more his annoyance, which is, dude, yeah, you're putting me in a match with the New Day who's kind of over a little bit. I know they're heels, but they're kind of over a bit. They're not over enough that they can become the faces in this match. I'm not over – like – it, it kind of makes it awkward. And the Dudley boys almost needed to save it. Right. Because they're the only ones in that entire group that are defined what they are. Yep. They're definitely faces. Everyone's in on that. Other than that, you're in a real bind when this is what you're cooking with. And he did his best to try to win himself back over during the match. But I think that it genuinely annoys him when it's that far to that side. Um, and when he can't dismiss it, the way you're saying, oh, Chicago, you know, I love you guys. Like, yeah. when he can't just dismiss it that quickly, I think it genuinely annoys him. Look, if you could build a rivalry between Seth Rollins and John Cena, absolutely, because then you're doing, you're building Seth Rollins right, exactly. Further. But how can you build a rivalry between the two of them when neither one of them is over as a face? Right. This is, it, the John Cena problem is part of this. It really is. That their continual unwillingness to accept what's actually going on has made it impossible for them to actually have a top face since Daniel Bryan. Right. With Daniel Bryan gone, they don't have a they top have, face. Yes, yeah, exactly. They and, don't have a guy. And, and that's the thing. I and, and that's the funny thing. Someone I, I I've talked about this this issue with other people on message board, right? Where, wherever else, and someone's like, oh well, you know what what they've been missing, and because you know it's been shown when when a face is champion, generally the ratings are better. Yes. And and I was like, okay, that's fine. What face are you going to put as champion the right now? They're, you just don't Brock have Lesner. one. Brock Lesnar. That's it. Brock Lesnar or Cena. Right. And, and Brock's a weak face, too. I mean, right, because, yeah. you know, they haven't spent enough time explaining why he's a face. Right. Exactly. Um, like, you, you know, who, are, who would your choices be? That's Randy, Randy Orton? Randy Orton? Cesaro? Like, right. You can't put those guys as champion. Uh, they're, uh, they're not moving the Dean needle. Dean Ambrose? They're not moving the needle. That's the problem. All. The problem is you don't have that. I, when you bring up the Cena thing, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, by the way. I'm not in favor of putting Cena back in the main but, event. I'm just saying that if, if as Vince is sitting here going right. through his options, that is one of the folders there is they are pu- put the title on Cena. They are so hurt by not having a true babyface. They are just so hurt by it right now that it's making it difficult to establish rivalries because nobody is really buying into who's the heel and who's the face. It's really tough to yep. establish rivalries in those situations. And that's what they, they need rivalries. 
They need look. The shield is the answer ultimately, right? Yes. Like, and and, but, and and they're doing an okay job. I, and I still think that that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Is is they're they're somewhere in their head of okay, we need to, you know, Wyatt Reigns. You know that it had it's worked to an extent to elevate them. Right. It's fine. It's a this. I guess my thought would be you keep Wyatt and Reigns together because you're desperate for Reigns to come out of this as a top face. Yes. You're desperate that whenever or, this or is over... Or ready to take the next step to become the top face. He's, to put in that but position. But he's so awkward as the top face because he's not good on the mic. The, the funny thing, though, he, I'm, you, you say he's not good. I, I, I will say this. I what One thing we are getting to see a little bit more, he is getting better. He's getting more comfortable. There is a There was a backstage right before... Um, uh, was last, Night of Champions, right before they, they showed, I don't think they showed this on the air. It was an internet video where, uh, Roman and Dean talked with Renee Young right. backstage. Uh, Roman looks fantastic. Roman was far better than Dean on the mic. Maybe, but yeah, he and, wasn't on Monday night. And that, and that's the problem. It's like he's much more, he's comfortable when he's, A, when he's backstage. Yeah. And he's not necessarily trying to play off the crowd. Cause that, that's the, he's not 100% comfortable in front of the, the crowd. He doesn't yet. know what to expect from them. Yeah, and that's a, he's he's always a little gun shy of that. Can you but, go? Can you go to the well, or when you go there, you're gonna find out there's no water. Yeah, that's. I mean, th- this is the the ultimate issue to me that everything. One yep. again, it starts with Dan. You can't lose that much of the top of your card and you, just think you it's you gonna build be up okay. So much with him, and then just you, every, just losing yep. those two guys is yep. is just so killer right now for this company. It is so. So killer to have lost those two guys for what? For to, for Dave Batista for a couple of months, you know, like for what? What? And I'm not blaming Daniel Bryan on Dave Batista. That that appeared to be the problem with CM Punk. And that's well, you, there are a number of issues. With I, CM I get. Punk it. On I'm both not really siding yeah. with CM Punk right. either because I think that everyone is to blame in the CM Punk yes. situation. Yes. But all, you cannot lose that much yeah. and just think that you can replicate it. And then I think you combine it with the Cena problem, which they have just r- refused. To try to do anything with. You know what the real answer is, Aaron? They've been so hell-bent on we can't possibly turn Cena heel. No, 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 no. Listen, these would be the months that if you were to ever do it, that you would do it for these months, take the hit, and have him come back as a stronger face going into WrestleMania. That would be the only time to ever wait, consider. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. So you're saying turn Cena face for, or heel to for heel two months? For, for through, three, three. through the end of the year. That after, that SummerSlam you turn Cena heel? Oh, I, I disagree with that. If you're turning heel, if you're turning Cena heel, you want, you want to have at least a 12 month plan in place. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, no, I, I think that if you, if you turn him, you almost certainly want to have it. I, I think that's a mistake to well, turn then him I don't, Well, then I just think you have your answer. It's never happened. They're never going 12 months heel. Cena. That will never happen. I mean, they'll be 50 before they <laughs> I mean, like that. that's possible. But I mean, that, it's just not Cena happening. could wrestle to lose 50 but, but, at this it, rate. But this refusal to do it, you yep. put yourself in this position. Yep. You have this issue. The top guy on your card cannot perform the services of top face or top heel. He can't do it. Yep. And so you're never, all of the, the rest of your card falls in line behind that. When you you have to have a top face and a top heel, yes. they got a top heel. They've got that guy. Yes, he's not perfect for the role, no, but he's, he's, he's done a good. damn good he's job. Very very good for. And and here's the, if he had, I mean, if if you say that he's not a necessarily a top heel, well, that's just because he hasn't had a top face. It to play might off might of. have a lot to do with it. It also has a lot to do with the fact that he's just not. He's still young in the role. He's still not. I I, I think that if he had, if he was feuding with Daniel Bryan for these past few months, yeah, you're, prob- and, and, and you're you, probably you could, right. 
could really if there was a true rivalry between Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan and, and a white meat baby face it would there, go, yeah, it would go a long He's, way you know, into making Rollins. Him. You you can only be so much of a devil if you don't have an angel to play Correct. off. That's the problem. So now even the no top face and no top heel. What do you have? Right. The new day and not a lot else. We'll grab a break. When we come back in. We'll go over the rest of the card from uh, uh, Raw on Monday night. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Are you a believer in the Retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at RetrieverBeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a retriever believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Get more than the score in a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and... Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Yep, that's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge to use their ATMs. We don't. Our ATMs are surcharge free, so you can always get cash for nothing because there is no fee. At all Royal Farms ATMs. Individual cardholder fees may still apply. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. Oh, we need to do an update on uh, the... You son of a bitch, you're in first place now, aren't you? Do you know why I'm in first why place? Why are you in first place? Because Big E and Kofi Kingston are two of the three highest scorers in, in Fantasizer right now. How is that possible? Well, because, I mean... 
they have matches every right. They have matches both Raw and SmackDown basically every week. They defend. Did they defend their titles at one point? I don't know if they. But either way, they're say. winning. They're winning. They're showing up in segments outside because you get points right. for just appearing right. on screen. But that's why I felt good about my team. I can't remember who I have now. That's the funniest part. But uh, I, I also got some good points because uh, the Vaude Villains defended their NXT titles on okay. NXT. I All got right. some points for that. But, yeah, two of the three highest scorers right now are that, and I believe uh, Xavier Woods is well, number I'm five. I'm in third place. Yeah, Who's I'm, in second? It's not AJ. No, AJ. AJ stinks. Well, see, AJ made the mistake. But we're we're talking about Fantasizer, by the way. Yes. If, if you haven't picked up on Fantasizer, F-A-N-T-A-S-I-Z-R. Go check it out. They have... Plenty of uh, really cool fantasy leagues. If you're into uh, Survivor, if you're into other reality TV, they have all that. But um, his team is so based on NXT, which is fine, except NXT has half the opportunity and less than half the opportunities to score points because you're doing an hour show every week as opposed to so five hours. So what you're saying is AJ is a nerd. And if he was not quite that much, well, of a no. Nerd. Here's the thing: if he was a nerd, he would have looked at the, he would have looked at it and really analyzed oh, this. He was a realized. fantasy nerd, but he's a wrestling nerd. Well, that's and true. And so he went with the NXT guys. Yes. And so he's been hurt by that. Basically. Exactly. All right. Well, that's where we're doing the league. Uh, but what, yes, I am in first place. You're in first place. Who's in second? Uh, let me pull that up right now. I honestly don't don't know who's in second place. It might be Brian Powell, actually. Brian Powell might be in second, and then I'm in third. So I felt pretty good. Like, I've been feeling pretty good about my team, but you jumped out to a pretty sizable lead, it seems. You and are right. Uh, Brian Powell, the horseman, is in second place. I am okay. in a... And who's have, on Brian's team? Oh, Brian's team. He has... Let's see here. We got a big score. Oh, he has John Cena. Well, He's the that will help score. you. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton's done pretty well for him. Ryback's done pretty... Alicia Fox is a real high score really? for him. Uh, I don't... I guess she's been around she's been, a lot. She makes appearances. Yeah. Um, and I guess we probably count what happens on, like, uh, Superstars. No, I don't think we count Superstars. Oh, okay. I think it's just uh, Raw, SmackDown, Pay-Per-View, NXT. Okay. Um, but, but will this Saturday night count? I don't know. I don't think so. Because it... But really bad for the person that snuck in Brock Lesnar in the seventh exactly. round. Exactly. Right? But, uh, yeah, no, me, it's all Biggie, Kofi, and uh, the NXT. Though, actually, Paige has scored. And what about my team? Where, where are my points coming from? Oh, I want to know that as well. Your points are coming. My team is, of course, Don't You Dare Be Sour. Don't You Dare Be Sour. You got uh, clap. Uh, Nikki Bella looks like to be your leading scorer. Makes sense. Nikki and Bree both have very uh, make appearances. high points. Yep. Uh, Luke Harper is good for you. Okay. Uh, he might have been my first round pick. Who was my first round pick? I don't even remember. Your first round pick, I believe, was looks like Kevin Owens, maybe. Oh, I do love Kevin Owens. Yeah, looks, or Seamus. Seamus. Oh, was, I think Seamus yeah, was my first yeah, round pick. You had Seamus. Son of a bitch! Did you cash in already? <laughs> yeah, Seamus and Kevin Owens you, just, looks like your just, first. You, see, pick. you know what really happened? I thought that we were playing. Our season was longer, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna get a cash yeah. in. I know that much. I know that I have the future champion on my team. And then you were like, dude, the season's only a couple months. I'm like, son of a. Bitch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to my guess. This is going to Survivor Series. So here's the thing: if you want to get in on the next season, whether it's with us or with your own league, right? Keep an eye on Fantasizer. My guess is what we're going to have. We're going to end at Survivor Series. We could start the day after TLC and go to WrestleMania for the next season. Okay. All so, right. So keep your eyes if on that. If you're interested in getting into a, a league, um, I don't think we can expand it beyond eight because the the well no, no, is no, very no. dry. But we could. But do, we could run two leagues. We could like, run two leagues. Like I could have a league. You could have a there, league. There or? are public leagues as well. So if okay. you want to. But I'm saying if you want to get into a jobbing, jobbing out, out league, league. Yeah, email we, what's our email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com i also appreciate that you were tweeting out of our account the other night yes i was i gotta do a better job of that at jobbing out show on twitter um but if you're interested in perhaps because we could always do a thing where like maybe you know you whoever wins this league 
like could split off and like like if let's Champions just say or whatever. let's just say like it was it was Brian Powell that won the league. So maybe like you and Brian could do one league and AJ and I or you and AJ could do one and Brian and I or right, something like right. that. We could split off and do two leagues, something like that for the next season. But email uh, jobbingoutshow at gmail dot com if you'd be interested and, in getting and definitely in. check out Fantasizer for all that stuff. I know uh, they they have a lot of really cool things. I know that I win. keep kicking myself for not getting in on the Bachelorette. Or what is it? This is it the Bachelor? I, I think the it's the Bachelor. It's the Bachelor this season. See, that show is way better than the Bachelorette because there's more women. There's more women, the yes. Okay. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Real World Road Rules Challenge, and that's I, having. I have not season. watched any of those in. Price since the Miz was on it. Correct. I mean, yeah. but I'm, I'm a big fan. I know they run. Uh, is CT still doing that? He, he bounces back. Who's the forth. one that passed away? Who's the girl? DM. DM, DM that the CT's uh, yeah, girlfriend. Right. So they, there's talk CT might retire after that because he's so kind of no, no, emotionally no, tied with that. Wouldn't but, blame him for that, but but uh, he yeah, retired no, in my world a long time no, no, ago. No, no, CT. Well, CT and DM were on the last season. I, dude, so. I believe you. Yeah. I just don't know that because yeah, I haven't no, watched I, those. I'm, in, ju- I'm just saying they still do the Inferno. Like what? What are they called? No, they, they've been doing a lot of like weird. I, pair the other of question: How do they find people for these shows? Do the Real World and Road Rules still exist individually? Real, real World, Real World still exists. But Road Rules hasn't been on. No. Road rules, is a, but they do a lot of rules. They they have their dude. When road rules was good. Road, road rules oh, yeah. was really good. Yeah, no then question. they started screwing with it by kicking people off. Yeah, that was terrible. Yep. Nobody watched for the challenges. They watched for the people. Yep. All right. Sorry. There we go. Now let's get back into it. Yeah. Let's get that. That was that was too nerdy for what we do. <laughs> All right. Raw Monday night. We came in with the uh, Kane's theme, and uh, you know I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the Kane Ashley stuff. But here's the parallel. I would, and this is what goes back to our first segment. I love Kane Daniel Bryan, but Kane Daniel Bryan wasn't in your main event. No. I like this part of the card. I like having more things that are enjoyable entertainment as part of your card. I don't like it when it involves your title. Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to go about doing it. I I guess the only way you defend is you say that it's not the main event. You know, Brock Takers, but the problem is Brock Taker is not there. there. Right. Right. But that's the thing. Like, if you're going to do something like it, that's why you do it this month because – you know, it's probably the th- if you want to argue that Bray Roman in the cell could be a bigger match than it shouldn't be. It, but you could argue yeah, it. I'm not saying it won't be, but it shouldn't be. Right. That's the problem. Right. I, look, I I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I like. I told you last week. I want more of the Kane playing at both sides. Yeah. I want that. That's the only thing. At least I'm entertained by it. But it doesn't make me feel like Kane is any more credible of a threat to the championship. It doesn't make me no. – it's just entertaining to me. That's yes. all it is, and that's the problem. The problem is I, I could love this part of the card. If Kane was getting ready to face Seth Rollins in a one-on-one match with no championship right. involved, if Kane was getting ready to face um, insert Randy Cesaro. Orton. Yeah. yeah, Cesaro and the next pay-per-view. I could enjoy all of it, but you're doing a bunch of stuff wrong. One, you really haven't made Kane a face. Like, you haven't. Nothing. Like, he's getting cheers. He's getting cheers, kind of because he's Kane and because he's going up against Seth Rollins. And he's cool, but, but he's never established himself as a face in this process. Right. In part because he's working both sides. Right. And also in part because you just the last time you saw Kane, he wasn't a face. Right. So that's been a miss to me in the whole process. Is you just never really taken the time to make Kane a face, and he's about to wrestle for the championship, and so that's a mistake. Um, and then, and sort of, I don't know what Seth Rollins is getting out of any of this. He's, he's keeping his title intact. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just don't know that it's, it's helping him. And it's not to say I'm not entertained by it. I am. Right. 
I just don't know how good, it's helping. Good segments, you know. They're, yeah. they're, they're very good segments in a, in a bubble. In right. A, and, and that's almost the, the bigger thing. In a bubble, this Raw was fine. I, you it, know it was a great a, point. It, a, it was a fairly entertaining Raw. It was, it was a, um, you know, there was, there it was, was diff- stuff worth watching. It, it was watching. different. It was, it was, you know, they didn't have, have, you know, they didn't have the authority open it up. They didn't have the authority close it. It was a, a and sl- truth be told, like as much as we used to make fun of the uh, Teddy Long uh, uh, three on three, it, 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 it was a very relevant. All yeah. of it kind of made sense. Yep, it all made sense. I, you know, if I if I was going back and then kind of changing things, I would have pushed that off to the main event. event. Right. Yeah, I would I would have started with that, but then when I, they made the tag match, I wouldn't and, have and had I'm a guarantee continue. that's all about football. That's all about going up against and trying no, I, I, I don't know if that's you know, and it goes back to that. It's like it's is that the it. right you gotta you gotta give someone reason to to tune in during football a little bit. I, like I, you can't I hear you. Fun. Trust me, Aaron, I hear yeah. you. But it's gotta be that you were trying to capitalize on You, you want it to go till don't, kickoff. Don't immediately right. jump over for kickoff of the game. Stay with us for as right. long as you possibly can. I guarantee that's what it was. And I'm not telling you that's the way they should do it, but, but I guarantee that was the yep. thinking behind it. Whereas I'm with you, I think it would have been better saying, well, in the main event tonight, it's going to be Cena and the Dudleys. Yep. And I think they could have had a hot crowd for that, and it yep. could have been something people were really into if they had done it that way. And then maybe try to do uh, Wyatt uh, Reigns at halftime. Yep. Maybe try to work it around to, to that being yep. the case. Um, but I, I thought it was good. I did enjoy it. Yep. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the Kane stuff. There was a lot to enjoy about the shit. No, look, I'm going to enjoy anything that the New Day does. I've yes. said that before. The New Day, it, it is... By really... the way, did, did you see the table for three with the New Day no. on the network? No. Oh, so so they're doing this new thing called table for three on the network, okay. which is basically what they do is they take three people, uh, and, and they've done it in the past with Legends. Their most recent one was uh, uh, Medusa, Ivory, and Molly Holly. Okay. And basically, it was just like them having a conversation over dinner for a half hour. It's just an Half hour show, all right, and and but they did one with the new day, and uh. it's but and it's them like talking about riding together. Well, I w- I w- did they make a big deal about the table? They well, they, I think this was filmed a little while oh, ago, but um, this was I mean it was almost them out of character. So like it was it was very cool because you know it talked about how you know. They kept pitching all of these things. It never just, quite worked. It, they it, never sure if it was going to work. It, and then talked about like some of their stories from the roads, like some of the pranks they've pulled yeah. on each other. Oh my god, it was it was okay. Great. Th- uh, two things involved here. One, uh, there is absolutely zero better. You cannot give me enough uh, Xavier Woods trombone at the moment. Yes. you just can't do it. Biggie dancing. Yes, is just something I cannot. There is no amount of it that I can get enough of it did, at the did, same time. Oh, speaking of something else on on the internet, did you see Biggie's tweet on Monday? No. New Day Socks may be going into production. <laughs> so in. So in. Uh, there was something else they did on Monday, because this is, this is now our favorite part of Tuesdays, is talking about the things that we liked that the New Day did on Monday. Yeah. What else did they do on Monday that I loved? I don't know. There was one. There was something that Kane was selling. Oh, that uh, Biggie oh, the, was selling. Oh, uh, oh, when he sold... When when John Cena did this the dumbest line of all time, there's a time for entertainment and there's a time to be serious. That was so awful. Like God, how is this guy ever going to be a face? If, if I you, can be serious, right? For I mean, minute. like that was <laughs> that such didn't a work for terrible line. <laughs> well, it kind of worked for Lance Storm because you were knew that it was supposed to be like you were supposed to be making fun of him. But that's the thing, John Cena is supposed to be your top <laughs> face, and you're making fun of him, right? Um, and then uh, what did he say, bitch or something like that? And Biggie acted as though like he shot his mother. <laughs> Biggie was just like. <laughs> God, they're wonderful. I love them so much. 
Um, so yeah, that was great. The Kane stuff was good. What else jumps out at you from, from Raw Monday night? Oh, what else did jump out? Oh, at Wade me? Barrett returns. Wait, Wade Barrett returns was just interesting that he kinda came up and hit both of them, which is, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, it, it's a little... I mean, he's a heel. He can be a heel. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I wonder if that means he's, you know, I, I feel like every time he returns, we say, oh, look, he's there, and they're, they're having him stand tall. Maybe that means they'll make him relevant again, and then it never actually happens. Yeah, because actually, half the time it's because of it. Half the time it's not even their fault because he gets injured. Yeah, he does do have something. a bad history with injuries. But uh, then, you know, the other half of the time, it's, um, they don't really do anything with him. Like, the, um, the best thing they did with him, they canceled. Yeah, um... You know, the the whole Reigns-Wyatt thing was just fine. And, you know, earlier in the night when they had Harper and, and Strowman be, uh, beat up on Ambrose. Oh, uh, right, and, yeah. Um, you know, again, everything was good. Yeah, the interesting part with Randy Orton, like, what if if you're leading the hell in the cell... What what are you doing there? Then what are you doing with Orton? Is Orton also going to face Strowman in the cell? Like, what... Well, it doesn't have to be in the cell, just at the paper. Okay, but, like, what, yeah. what exactly are you doing there? That... Wouldn't be terrible, Orton Strowman. I mean, I guess, but that's given Strowman a singles win over Orton that quickly. I, I, I mean, I, I think you, in, in this case where you're you're trying, again, like they're they're rebuilding the family here, rebuilding their right. credibility. Like you want Strowman to look as good as I possible. I think that you'd be better off maybe having it be Strowman and Harper against, against Ambrose, Ambrose and, and Orton. And Orton. Yeah, I, just, I, I think that's where they're I think going. Strowman I think that's where going, going over Orton right now is a yeah. really like I know I, that, I, I, I don't know think that, I don't I know think that Orton's place on this card is very muddled, but he is still one of he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's where we're going to be honest. I think we're going with the tag match and then yeah, you know, I there's a question if you know if this is okay, where we're at. My other question: Do you really want two Wyatt's versus Shield matches on the same pay per view? I wouldn't hate it. Okay. I wouldn't hate it. Okay. I just I feel like it's something that I've been inundated with, and so I don't know that I want more of it. I'm like let's put this. You know, it's not something that I'm like, oh goody, we get to right. see this, but it's something I'm okay with, especially when you know we are trying to build up all of these guys to possibly be relevant at this time next right, year. I get what you're saying. I do. I I understand that. It's just I I feel like it's difficult under that umbrella because we've just had so much of it. I, and I agree with you, but I, I, you know, I again, sh- I'm not jumping up and down for it. Right. But I'm I'm okay. I'm definitely okay with okay. it. Okay. All right. Um. What? Did anything else really? I happen? hope it's not three singles matches. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, and, lot. And, and the question is, you know, really, you, you, you've done so much to this point. How, how do you raise the stakes for Survivor Series? Obviously, you bring in, you know, the, the possibilities of bringing Rowan, Rowan returning, back. right. Then who do you add to that if it's not The Rock, as, you know, as I've suggested in the past? But, it, I mean, that, that only really makes sense because of Roman that doesn't. Well, the, but this has, you know. The this Rock has, and the Shield never really. Like, The Rock wasn't the Shield. The Rock is kind of what the Shield would have been but fighting it, it, against. But it's not. It's not the Shield. You know, it, it's never. It's been. I mean, what it is? It's Roman. Uh, uh, the the problem with this is Orton. Orton's role in this is ridiculous. Yeah, it makes no but, sense. But you know what? What it's really. You know, you saw it as as the as Wyatt's family versus Roman's family. And you know, yes, Ambrose isn't okay, technically then, a family member, but you know they're. If you've been rolling with the guy for three years, that's, you know, the blood is sicker and than... I, I, I hear what you're you know. saying, but it would make way more sense if that was what you're pitching for it to be the Rock and the Usos. Well, no, I... And I... What did I pitch? I pitched that. I said yeah. it should be Rock, Ambrose, the Usos... Uh, you know, Rock, Ambrose, the Usos, Rains, and Roman. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, so then now you have five guys. Yeah, well, and that's the problem, is it's right. hard to get to there. Which, is, which is great if you need a burger, but not so great if you're trying to put together a Survivor Series match. <laughs> did you even get that? I did okay, get it, right. yes. 
I feel like I deserve more than just your, no, ha, your ha, passive ha. chuckle. I feel like that would have been. Nah, it, it was okay. It deserved a chuckle. Go f yourself. No. Um, anything else? Um, the diva still just. Did, did you see, uh, speaking of a Lunder, or Medusa, Lunder Blaze, whatever you want to call her? Yeah. She, she went on to like an Instagram rant about it. She should. It's just, it's, it's unthinkable. And it just drags other people in with it. Like dragging the Miz in with it a second time, I guess, I get it. They've come completely given up on the Miz. But they, and, why have they given up and, on the Miz? I know, it's Miz. a bummer to me because I like the Miz and you like the Miz, but I, I don't know that they should be. I don't know what else well, they know, do with the Miz I, I tomorrow. Mean, you know what I think it is? I, I don't think they've given up on the Miz. I think they've they're just trying to make it work. I don't know why they thought that putting them with him. But, but you it's know. the second time that they've dragged. Well, him and, into and this. that's the thing is, I don't know why after the first time they would think it worked. But quite frankly, usually guys are pretty good when they're with the Miz. You know, like why when why it was with the have Miz. You, have, but have you really felt that way in the overall in the last six months? When, with the Miz, yes, I have. Have you? Yes. Not from Miz TV. I think that a lot of times, I think, even, Miz, I think the Miz TV segment. I think usually, it's done. I think I, it's done. I, I think they're usually not great, but usually what's said and kind of the, the back and forth that goes on, like usually you get some of the better I, moments. I think the problem, maybe. Here's what I think the problem is. It's It happens so sporadically. It's not constant. Like if the Miz was doing it every week and and that was his character. The problem is you're going from like, that's what he's doing. And then one month he's in a match and still doing Miz TV. And the only people involved in Miz TV are the people that he's fighting. Like, I I just don't know what it's supposed to be that, Hey, we don't know what else to do. So we'll throw it in Miz TV and that's how we'll make it work. Whereas Miz TV could be a thing that works. It could be something that matters if it happened every week. And his role was you are to grill these people or you are to be the foil to these people or something like that. Then to me, Miz TV works, but the way that they've been using it, it just doesn't seem to me like yeah. it's working for anything. Uh, the other thing, other small thing from Raw, um, the the whole kind of uh, Rusev Kevin Owens Ryback Ziggler dynamic is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's 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 intriguing. It makes you raise your eyebrow a little bit, like, huh? Maybe there's something. But well, you feel like this is where you're supposed to be finding your stars, right? Like this is the part of the card where you're supposed to be finding your next superstar. But it, you've been saying that about Dolph Ziggler for. Well, I don't think it's Dolph Ziggler. It's anymore. not like, anymore. Like, it, 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 that time is coming past for Dolph Ziggler, which sucks because they never got enough out of what they should have been able to do with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was the most important wrestler, as named by Rolling Stone, in 2014. He was the wow. show. He was wrong. Ke- Kenny was wrong. No, he wasn't. He no, was, it was Seth Rollins was was the top. He was a, Seth Rollins had a good 2014. Seth, Seth Rollins 2014. should have gotten that. I, I wholly disagree with you. He had the biggest moment of 2014. There's no doubt about that. But week in and week out, Dolph Ziggler performed. So Dolph did Rollins. Ziggler, he was good. So but, did was Rollins. Uh, Dolph, Rollins was great. Rollins had more match of the year candidates than Ziggler did last year. And then we can, That might be true. That might be true. That And, and again, I, I get that this doesn't really matter because it's no, just it, some guy's opinion. Right. But what, he, what Kenny said mattered. That deep down, he held the card together through everything that fell apart in 2014. I agree, but I think Rollins had done that just as much. No, Rollins, Rollins was in the main event the entire year. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Shield, right. the Shield, the Shield started going into the main event in about the spring. Yes. Yeah, and then he, you know, he went back. He carried, you know, the 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 feud with Ambrose and Reigns was arguably the most important thing through the summer yeah. at, until Brock came. 
Yeah. Like and and then yeah, I think there was a lot of money. I don't know why we're still doing this. Yeah, let's, stop, let's stop with that. Okay, but yes, um, the, the point is the, the Dolph thing appears to have passed, and yep. that sucks because Dolph is great, and the fact that he never got out of no, nothing out of him is a problem to me. But whatever, especially when you put him in the position, you had him win the Survivor right, exactly. Series match, and you still screwed it up right. afterwards. But beyond all that, those other three guys are where you think that your talent is, like Rusev, Kevin Owens, Ryback, I guess. Look, I mean, if you want, if you told me that right, the inter- probably closer to Dolph Ziggler, if you told me that the Intercontinental Title picture for the next three months was those guys, you know, even possibly leading to a four-way, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine, but I got to get a star out of it. Somehow. Well, and, and that's the thing, you need to have someone emerge from right. it and and look good, and you can't do it through t- like if if they're doing this and and putting them together in teams to set up for the mid-card Survivor Series match. No, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not in for that at all. If you're going to tell me that these four are going to feud with each other for the next, you know, through TLC or whatever. I'm okay with that as long as, as you said, it serves to elevate one of them. And it could be any of them. No, oh, yeah, sure. Well, it, 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 no, if, if they elevated Ryback, I'd be okay. Eh, I, I wouldn't love it. I'd be okay. I think with it really needs to be Owens or it, it needs to be Rusev. I just don't think that you can viably. I, I think there's there's still something there. There is something they can get out of Ryback. Well, I think if they're getting it out of him right now. Well, but I think they could get more out of. Him. I don't, I don't think there's enough depth there to get more out of Ryback. I think there is. I just think this is who he is, man. But, and who he is is still one of the most over big, guys on the big, I think he can be the big show. I think he can be one of these types of guys for a long time, but I don't think he can ever be your star that you're banking on. Mm, no, I don't, think, I don't think he can be the absolute, but if you told me he can be a, main, a true main eventer, I could buy it. All right, maybe, maybe. Yeah. All right, let's uh, grab a break. Ethan Carter. EC3, the champ, will join us in our third segment as we will uh, talk about Bound for Glory and uh, TNA coming to Virginia this weekend. That's on the way. It's Glenn. <laughs> it's not Glenn Clark Radio. I do that other show some other time. It's jobbing out. I am Glenn Clark, however, and he is Aaron Oster. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing called it surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC Sports Marketing Team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be.
When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Get more than the score in a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Ladies and gentlemen. It's such a good theme, isn't it? Only, only better if we had a barbershop corset right now. Third segment of Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. What a great guest we have joining us now. Coming to the area this weekend and then leading up to Bound for Glory on Sunday night, they will be in Salem, Virginia on Friday night. Good chance for you to go check out the stars of TNA. And then Bound for Glory, the pay-per-view, is Sunday night. He is the champion. EC3, Ethan Carter III joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Ethan, it's Glenn and Aaron. Thanks so much for taking the time for us, man. Uh, hello, Glenn and Aaron. Thank you for having me. And uh, I didn't know you were local to where uh, we're running the live event in Virginia. So, uh, yeah, come on by. we got a live event in Salem and Beckley, and then the pay-per-view will be in Charlotte. Come to all three, and I'll give you a prize. Oh, wait a second. What kind of prize? Um... A t-shirt. <laughs> hey, t-shirts are pretty good, especially if they're EC3 t-shirts. Right? I'd take it. I'd no, take they're it. Gonna be, they're going to be like a James Storm t-shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, I, this, it's really cool because we've been talking for a long time about how you have genuinely been one of our favorite things about wrestling in the last year. Um, I, like, I, 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 this is going to sound like a dumb guy question, but how good does it feel right now to be EC3? <laughs> I mean, well, it feels really good because I just, you know, I got a massage last night. I got a <laughs> uh, You know, they just changed the oil on my uh, sweet-ass car. But, I mean, <laughs> as far as, like, compliments like that, you know, last year, a lot of, I guess, wrestling fans who kind of uh, maybe are dissuade themselves with our product have taken to me and called me, you know, saying great things about me and, you know, it's only because of the company I do work for that gives me the opportunity to do that. So, I mean, it feels pretty good. It feels really good to hear that. But, uh, you know, you can't rest on it. you got to keep doing better and keep changing the game, you know. What, what was it like to uh, win the title back? I guess it's been, what, about three months now since uh, you won that title? What was that moment like for you, and what's these past uh, three months been like? It was a cathartic. It was... Uh, 
you know, sort of a vindication for a, a lifetime of weird choices, and did I make the right decision? Should I have stayed in college? Uh, the answer is yes, but I also gave a little chance to think it worked out. But uh, it, it was a nice to be recognized and to just have the opportunity to, you know, put my name out there and be known and be good and respected by peers and the fans that don't hate me, which hopefully most of the fans do hate me, so I go for it. Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, after that, it's, you know, the next thing up, uh, you know, I'm the champion. Now there's the real work begins. Ethan, whoever you would have beaten to win the title, it would have mattered to win the title. But the fact that it was Kurt, like that we're talking, you ended up taking the strap off a Hall of Famer, off one of the, the, the titans of our industry. Does it mean more because of that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the match itself, the whole angle, the, everything we did, the progression of it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, having the opportunity to wrestle Kurt Angle, I sort of I never thought I had the opportunity in my life. As, you know, growing up, he was probably one of the main reasons I became a wrestler. So to have the opportunity to share the ring with him and to have that moment, uh, behest of him, I mean, it's a life, it's a life's work. It's a life's work, it's a life's, it's a dream come true, it's my life's work, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, no doubt it, about it really, that. I mean, him, him solidifying it just because, sorry, there's this ambulance driving by. <laughs> like, like, geez, this is an interesting match that you find yourself in the middle of right now. But, uh, <laughs> It's all right. We can let it go by for a second. We don't have to try to. It's very awkward if we try to force the interview. Like, no, seriously, no, tell no, us no. more. We got to keep talking about Kurt Angle. <laughs> all right, he, he is gone. And uh, well, yeah, just being in the ring with Kurt, you know, him giving me that honor was uh, it meant the world to me. Yeah, that's really cool, man. All right, so so you're in this position now where it's going to be Drew Galloway on Sunday night, and. Um, the work that you've been doing at, at this moment and sort of knowing that it's it's kind of a really important time for TNA right now. How comfortable, like in your own skin, how much more confident do you feel as the champion as kind of the face of the company at the moment? Like, does, does it change the way that you approach going into a pay-per-view? Does it change the way? Do you feel differently maybe now than you felt a year ago? I, you know, the more hinges on me now as a, being in, you know, in the featured, the featured guy in the featured match. Um, but as far as if there's pressure attached to the situation, I'm shockingly not feeling a lot just because, uh, I've been gifted with so much, uh, success and everything's been going so well for me that I have nothing but confidence. And, uh, you know, there's, the pressure isn't there as much as just the excitement and, the, you know, the drive to want to do it. So it's, it's very exciting. I'm, Really looking forward to it. Uh, it's the responsibility and the honor I want, and uh, you know, I'm gonna take the ball and I'm gonna run with it. Uh, over the, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, over the past three months, uh, while obviously you've been the champion, you've been near the top of the card. You've also had Jeff come back and and have the the GFW invasion angle going on. Is there a, even a part of you that was like, hey, you know, this is supposed to be the spotlight supposed to be focused on me now. This is my time. I'm the champion. <laughs> And you kind of have to share the spotlight with uh, that whole invasion angle. No, not at all, because uh, I know at the end of the day, my my segments are going to stand out for what they are. And uh, I think if you have any great TV show, you know, you have underlying stories in the show. So, I mean, 
we had the CFW TNA angle and that was blown off and then myself with Jeff Hardy and you know I look at it like 1A 1B I didn't see them any more important or less important but I also you know I don't mind sharing that spotlight I don't mind people succeeding and getting over so the business continues to succeed and I have people to wrestle so I think it worked out well for me to fully develop as an antagonist you know being able to toy with Jeff Hardy all the while Drew Galloway is leading Team TNA to victory and then you know provides a pretty unique matchup between two guys that are pretty hot right now. You know, you, you mentioned uh, a minute ago um, just, just sort of the, the, I guess maybe it was more than I mentioned it, but the position the company's in. I look at the top of the card right now, and we were talking about this, even the show in Salem, like, it's kind of a loaded card. And, and you said something about that maybe people had soured on the product or whatever, but, God, I, it, I'm struggling with it. Because when I look at what's actually going to be there, if you if you go to one of these shows this weekend, if you tune in for Bound for Glory, it's it's a lot of names you know, it's interesting angles. Like, I guess I'm struggling with why it is that people ever did sour on the product. Yeah, I can see maybe things they've done in the past. I get it. But, I mean, right now, at least since I've been there and currently right now this past few months, I think everything is on point and uh, the right steps are being made to uh, hopefully quell those uh, antagonizers. But... You know, we still have to deliver at the end of the day, and I know I'm bound for glory on pay-per-view when these guys have the opportunity to be on pay-per-view. Each and every one of the talents is going to deliver. Um, at the live events, we provide a very unique experience, and we always deliver. I mean, we have a very hungry locker room that is, wants to go out and do it, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be a part of that. You know, while you're focusing on the present, and the, and the present is great, is there also kind of that looming shadow that there's some uncertainty in the near future for TNA? Dixie Carter went to Sports Illustrated and said very openly that the contract runs out at the end of the year. Is, is that kind of shadow, is that something you guys think about at all? I can't speak for anybody else, but I have full faith in them and our product, and we will be somewhere, and it will be fine. Um, I think a lot of that, doubt that it gets caused or people claiming that there's a lot of doubt in the locker room comes from people just reporting on it. You know, it just seems like uh, apparently we were supposed to be off, off air two weeks ago. So the internet <laughs> was obviously wrong. So the internet is not always right. The internet says, the internet says that we're, uh, you know, the locker rooms, everyone's worried. I'm not. I'm completely optimistic and perfectly happy putting the uh, power in the, the power and the position of the people who have the power. Right. You know, the other thing, too, is that there's been so much made about the, the Destination America thing and, and sharing the network with another wrestling company. And I've always wondered, like, is it more weird and awkward, or is it more like this has probably been for the best for everybody involved, that if if you're a wrestling fan, you've probably come to this network at some point and, and maybe discovered one or the other show that you had never discovered before. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting experiment. Uh, I'm not in the above my pay grade to make any of those decisions as far as uh, putting two wrestling shows on the same network and what happened happened. But, uh, you know, it was interesting. I don't know if it worked out for them or not. You know, who's to say? Um, I don't. I don't know the answer to that either. Obviously, yeah, at this point, like I'm trying to. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I don't know the but, answer I either. Mean, 
If it's what they wanted, that's what they got. Right. You know? And and for, for better or for worse, I, you've got to assume that somebody has found your product that maybe had never found it before. Like that somebody did. I don't know who that is, but somebody has found it that way. Um, EC3 is with us. He is, of course, the TNA champion, and Bound for Glory is Sunday night. He'll be taking on Drew Galloway. Um, Ethan, as you as you hit the road now, just give me a sense because, like, I see you doing the the Ross report the other night, and I know how big of a deal that is. the The entire internet was buzzing over the barbershop quartet thing. Does it does it just feel different for you personally? Like, do you just feel do you can you touch it? Can you sense um, that that people are really into it? Yes, you're supposed to be a heel, but you, you know how the wrestling world works. Like, can you sense? that this is working and that, as you said, all of those things, those decisions that you made really are kind of paying off and that this is your time right now. Yeah, I'm like going to be the last person to pat myself on the back or, you know, feel that uh, I'm great or anything like that because I have not. I have a ton of work to do. I can always do better and do better. But uh, I do feel that maybe, you know, due to TNA presenting me this opportunity and us running with the characters the way we have and, some of the stuff we did, uh, there, there is something special brewing and unique with it. And, uh, you know, if it catches fire, that'd be great. Dude, whose I, idea was the celebration? Where did that come from? I mean, uh, I, we got to know all about it because it was so was great. Bar- Bar- Barbershop Quartet? Yes. That was Dave Lagano. And, uh, yeah, I wish I could take credit for it. But, uh, <laughs> when you heard it, did you know immediately this is going to be a 10? Or were you like, all right, dude, yeah. whatever? Oh, well, I knew it was going to be a 10 before it was like, he even finished saying quartet, like Owen, you know, but that's what's great about it because, uh, I mean, the character EC3 made, this is what I got into wrestling about was like, this is the characters that I attracted to and I liked. And, uh, the fact that I get to go out and do the stuff that if I was a kid watching would be like losing my mind over is insane to me. And, you know, can't help but be thankful and grateful for that. But yeah, it's very fun. Uh, quartet's rule. You know, <laughs> giant head on a stick. I mean, Jeff Hardy covered in a suit with my face on it. I mean, <laughs> so amazing. Like life, life is great. Oh, and I'm a world heavyweight champion, by the way. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way. Yeah. So. You know, back in 2013, you say how much you, you liked the character. You, you came off the, the NXT run, and, you know, you got a lot of praise for NXT. You were one of the few things about NXT, you know, people actually look back on fondly about. And uh, TNA approaches you, and I assume at some point that the EC3 character came about. What was your reaction when you heard, you know, they wanted you to come in and be Ethan Carter the Third? Yeah, Derek Bateman was the best thing about the NXT everyone hated. That's <laughs> one way to look at it. I don't know if that's true. But, I mean, obviously not the it's honest. Those, it's like the definition of a backhanded compliment, isn't it? Yeah. Like, dude, that, the, that stuff sucked, but hey, you were all right. Out of the worst thing I've ever seen, you were, you were okay. You didn't yeah. make me want to vomit every week. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no, but, like, I guess when it was presented to me, it's pretty easy to... Uh, I've been in wrestling long enough where you hear other people's ideas, and uh, they're usually bad. You know, <laughs> they're usually like cringeworthy, and you're like, "Oh god, okay, I'll try." You know, and they're like, "Yep, that sounds great. Can't wait." And you're like, "This is going to be horrible." But uh, when that idea was kind of pitched in my direction, I knew immediately I could make it a home run just because of who I am and what I can do, and you know what what that character being related to the owner 
oh, this little baby is looking at me now weird. What that character, uh, being related to the owner, would be allowed to do. So it, it was a perfect storm, really. Hey, what is it with the uh, your part of the country producing so much freaking wrestling talent, man? Like, you, Ms. Ziggler, like, it's it's a it's a crazy time for sort of that area. And, and ta- is it, like, is there something in the water out there? I don't know. Because it's not like, you know, Cleveland isn't the super hotbed of wrestling, like in New York or anything. Is. Right. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you name those three, you know, world champions. There's also, like, a lot of other great guys that came from that area. Ray Rowe in uh, Ring of Honors. Yeah. Doing great things. Johnny Urigano was always tearing up the Indies and just making a name for himself. So it has been for a while. You know, so there is, is there something in the water? I don't know. But like, but it's cool. It's cool that we're all kind of hobbled. You see, it feels like with the uh, the depths that the football team has fallen, the professional yeah. wrestling community has lifted to try to make up for it. Yeah, the city, the city's like, you know, our, our real football team blows, but if our, <laughs> our pro wrestlers do okay, you know, right. we're okay. We at least have something to celebrate. We, we need this. I think we can all, I think the rest of the country can actually feel pity and say, yeah, you know what, you guys keep rolling. Because nobody deserves as much misery in sports as you guys have dealt with over the years. So, That's true. so we can support yeah. that. And what's funny about that is uh, I think that misery allows, like, me and these personally the way to approach life that, like, you know, it's a joke and it sucks. And, like, everything sucks. So <laughs> might as well have fun with it. And I think maybe that's why guys like uh, Miz, Bigger, and myself. It's true. Um, the Cleveland talent can come out of there and, like, take crappy things that happen to him and be like, eh, whatever. Right. You know, we can roll with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If we've rolled as being Browns fans for this long, then we can yeah. certainly roll with a garbage storyline that is presented <laughs> to us in our career and try to make it better somehow, some way. No doubt about that. Um, give me give me a prediction. Uh, a year from now, where is TNA and where is EC3? Well, a year from now, I will be TNA World Heavyweight Champion still. Yep. Uh, my, my reign, I plan on lasting, well, my lifetime, but... Uh, <laughs> That's optimism, but I do, I do plan on you know trying to represent this company as long as possible as a champion. Uh, I'll do everything I can to do that. But uh, the company I think will be in a, a great place, turning heads. We'll be creating new stars, and we'll be uh, a viable alternative to people that are sick of the same old sample. The guy, any promotion right now, you would would just love to work with. That you haven't yet. Then I haven't. I mean, well, I'd probably go at the top of the food chain with John Cena. I guess that's the right answer, right? Like everybody, you gotta have to want that. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. That's it's sort of like asking a guy if he's a good quarterback. He's got to say he's the best, right? Like yeah. that's that's the guy that you gotta want to work. All right, give me one off the. Give me a guy that you would that we would sort of be like, oh, huh? Like a guy that maybe isn't at the top. That like if you were given the opportunity, if they came to TNA or they're in TNA and were elevated to the chance to go after the title, the guy whose program you could think you could work a tremendous program with. I, one thing I think I can do is work a program with anybody, and I think I can develop chemistry with people. I think it's something I've been able to be decent and good at. But as far as off the off the cuff, random name, uh, Roderick Strong. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 
dude, I think we could all get behind that. That would be good as hell, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, that would be tremendous, man. That's is there is there competition right now between you guys? Like are the Ring of Honor guys, CNA guys. Like is there sort of like a fight right now for who's who's number two? I guess. Like I don't know what the, how to say that. Like is I are, you know I don't think so. I don't feel that at all. I mean because we're all brothers in arms in the sense right. that we're all just trying to make a make a living doing this. And uh, fortunately, we're in two companies that are providing us that opportunity to make a living doing it. Yeah. So I think I think we're different. I don't I don't want to say we're not competitive because competition makes you better, so you should always be competitive. But I wouldn't say it's cutthroat, you know, '90s style war of attrition. <laughs> it's there's a lot more humility and respect between each other at the. You know, let the chips fall in there. I dig that. I dig that, man. Dude, I, we love you. I mean, I just, I know it, it comes off really nerdy, but we are so in. We are such big fans, and we've been talking about it for a while. This is a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good chat, you know? Yeah, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, again, getting the opportunity to talk to a guy who's at the top, like, we can just sense right now that you are, the work that you're doing, week in and week out, is as good as could be asked for. And as wrestling fans, you know, and look, we're professionals, but we're also nerds at the same time. Oh, Because um, everybody is. That's that's all we ask for, right? Like, all yeah. we can ask for is that the guys that are performing are giving everything. And we have sensed for some time that what you've been doing is really giving everything to this character. And so as fans, well, we really appreciate that. That that excites me that at least, you know, that could be recognized. Yeah. You know, I, I do. I do try. <laughs> well, I do we try to leave it, leave it all in the... Well, we're thrilled to see all the success. Yeah, man. It's it's so cool to watch everything that you're doing right now. We'll be checking out Sunday night, Bound for Glory on pay-per-view, and then Friday night, Salem in Virginia, just down the road for people to go check you guys out, and then West Virginia on Saturday night as well. On Twitter, you are at Ethan Carter TNA, correct? At Ethan Carter TNA. Anything else we can plug for you, man? Uh, I mean, it, Instagram's at the real EC3. Same with a new Facebook thing at the real EC3. Uh, ShopTNA.com, buy an EC3 shirt. If you don't go there, go to ProWrestlingTV.com and buy an EC3 shirt. Uh, what else can I plug? I don't know. That's it. Hey man, we'll take all that. Bound for glory. Yeah, right. Go get, get down for glory on Sunday night. Period. Yeah, do that, dude. dude. Show me. I'm a, show me. I'm a draw. Yeah, right. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah, right. That's it'll help keep the strap on him probably for a little there while. You go. Yeah, Ethan, thanks for doing this, man. You kick ass, and uh, we want to do this again soon, all right? Thank you guys very much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Well, how cool was he? He's the best. He's so unbelievably... Wrestling fans don't agree on a lot of things. Yeah. We just don't. There's something about us that, like, it's in our blood to tell you that you're wrong and how much smarter we are. It's why something like The New Day is so magical, because... Everyone agrees. Well, but you know, actually, the funny thing is, I don't think ever, even everyone agrees. That, and the great thing about the New Day and Ethan Carter the Third is, yeah. we, we agree in a certain way. We agree that he's great, right? But we're not going to go over the top with cheering him to. No, ruin no, no. Him. That's the thing, and right? That, and that's the great thing right. that we're we're agreeing with that we love him the way we're supposed Correct. to. Correct. That's the point. Yeah. What we're saying right now is, dude, you are. Killing it. I will boo. I love you so much. I will boo you just because right because you- that's what you're supposed to be. That's the way yeah. this is supposed to work right now. Yeah. yeah, I was always bad at that. I didn't boo the guys. I was sort of yeah. a dick for a long time. Like I refused to boo Kurt Angle. Right. Like, Look at him. He's everything <laughs> we want. I'm not booing. And I don't know that I'd be able to boo EC3, but I certainly wouldn't like try to become a dick and like get everybody to cheer for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, it, it's so funny when when they first started those vignettes on you know, you know. uh 
Aunt Vicky's or Aunt Dixie's, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, nephew yeah. Ethan is coming. EC3. I was oh. like, are, are they really just trying to capitalize off of the RG3 phenomenon right, right. right now? Like that's what they're doing. But um, you know, he kind of took it as a backhanded compliment when I talked about his work at NXT. But legitimately, like that's the only thing I can remember of those last few seasons of NXT mm-hmm. is him, mm-hmm. and he was awesome. Yeah, he's great. Like that, the fact it, it's so both. The most flabbergasting thing. You know, you can see why WWE lets some guys go that, that turn out to be pretty good. You, you can understand it. I don't get it at all with what what. Yeah, I didn't think Elijah maybe. Burke was going much of anywhere. You know what I mean? I don't think it was the end and, of the world. Didn't. Right. You well, know, I mean, he's made a career for himself. He has. Now, yeah. he hasn't become EC3, right. but that's the point. The point being, you could see why. But name the guy that the WWE let go that was like such a... A, an idiotic move that you can't possibly figure out why they would have done. E- EC3 it. is that right? That, yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's a short list, is what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. It, there's not a whole list of guys. For the most part, when they let somebody go, you sort of say, you know, like I, I understand. Right. You know, I think they could have gotten more out of Drew McIntyre. Obviously, Vince McMahon thinks they could have gotten more out of Drew McIntyre, and he's having a good run now as Drew Galloway. Yep. But I don't think it's such a slam dunk no. that they failed him. Like I, I could, I. I could have seen Drew McIntyre as a main event player, but you understand why they let him go. Yeah, I just it, the, the 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 Derek Bateman thing is yeah, it's, so it's, baffling. It is to really me. weird. It is really weird, no doubt about that. Well, he was awesome, seriously. I mean, that was just very cool, and uh, we wish him well. And uh, I don't think we have to because he's killing it just and, and, on his and own. And you know what? He, there there are so many guys in TNA who I think are good that I'd be concerned with if TNA did end up going under, or whatever. I have no good. Like, if oh he, yeah, he'd be if okay if he goes under. Every company. I think the real, but I think the real question becomes whether or not he wants. What you know, I think he's the type of guy. And man, I, we should have asked him, but it's very awkward to ask in the context of, "Hey, if your company disappears." I, and, and I thought about it. But yeah, yeah. No. I wonder if he would like the big fish, small pond thing more, and would say, "I, I, think, I, I don't." He might have been soured by WWE, right? And I'd say, you know, I'm going to go to Ring of Honor. I can make a living there. It's not go, quite go the to same. Lucha Underground. Yeah, go like to, there's stuff that I can do. You know, um, yeah. uh, your boy Johnny Mundo's coming to town this yes, weekend. He he's is. doing a MCW, he doing and it. he's got a nice life for himself yes. at this point yeah so i i wonder i just wonder if it were if that were to be the case where, which direction he'd want to go in all right let's get into our uh, quick count which is never particularly quick i have noticed that yes um quick count brought to you like everything we do by WrestleCrate. get over there use the code jo sent me take 10 percent off your monthly subscription which starts at only 15 dollars a month wrestlecrate.com at WrestleCrates on twitter um, normally I cede to you for number one, and we let you nerd out about something that's a little bit off the reservation. Mm-hmm. I happen to have something that occurred in, in my life, and I would like to steal back. The, the, the floor will yield Thank his you. time Thank to you. the Honorable Glenn Clark. <laughs> the Honorable Senator from, from Moncton. Um, okay, so the storms went through the Baltimore area on Tuesday night of this week. And I have the satellite television. So when the storms go through, I tend to lose out on my television viewing more than other people do. It's sad for me because I'm the guy that likes to watch things on my own schedule. So when I go to my DVR, I expect to have certain things lined up waiting for me at the end of the night. And on a typical night, this week, uh, Trevor Noah has taken over as the host of The Daily Show. And I would like to, to take a viewing of Trevor Noah, see how he's doing. Maybe Larry Wilmore, maybe at midnight, things like that. So I go at about midnight on Tuesday night to start watching my my stories, to start watching my programs. And none of them were recorded appropriately because here's what you do. There's a dirty trick when you're uh, with the satellite TV in a weather situation. You switch from the HD feed back to the standard feed. 
the HD feed will go out, but you can still watch something in standard. The problem is when you watch in DVR, you're recording the HD feed. So if the HD feed goes out, the recording isn't there. All right? So it's, there's the background on how, how this incident came about. So it's midnight. None of my stories are available to me. So I say, well, what am I going to, what am I going to view? So I poke over to ESPN or whatever I poke to, nothing there. Going through the channels and I see that the program Total Divas is airing. I guess a, a second airing, maybe a West Coast showing of the Total Divas program on the E! Entertainment Network. And I say to myself, well, I've not looked at the, the Total Divas program, but wanted to give it an old look-see, you know? Uh, AJ was just talking about it a couple of weeks when he was on the show, so uh, maybe there's something to be seen there. So I flip on the old Total Divas program. Dude, have you watched this show? I've watched one episode in my life. It is salacious. It is wild, man. This is, again, and kudos to them, because it's sort of like the, it's the people that do the Kardashians that do this show. It's a Ryan Seacrest production. Yeah. And what they're really good at is making you believe that what you're watching is real yeah. when you, when you know that it's not. The problem is, because they blur the line just enough, it is damn embarrassing <laughs> to all of the parties involved, but the most so to the professional wrestlers. Yes. Not necessarily the divas, the dudes. By the way, did, are you talking about the finale? I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, like this is the finale that Bro, you're watching? This is the one with Dolph Ziggler or whatever? The entire episode is built around the premise of, and this is why it, they do a good job of blurring the lines, right? Like, you know the whole thing is bullshit, but you don't know how much of it is bullshit because they do reference things that we all know to be true. The the Dan, the, the real relationship. Daniel Bryan is actually married to Brie Bella. They yes. actually do live. By the way, I just found out that all of these people are Arizona Coyotes fans, and I want to be their best friend. <laughs> well, well, the Bellas are from Phoenix. Well, I know that, but I didn't realize like like Dolph, who also now lives in Phoenix, is a huge Coyotes fan. Is he really? He and when he was dating Nikki, they would go to the games together. They were openly, when they ran into each, ran into each other, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, obviously only Aaron can see that. Um, when they ran into each other at this restaurant that they ran into each other at to set up the premise for this show, they were talking about these coyote games that they used to go to. Like they were sharing memories of things that they experienced. And in fact, like Dolph said at one point, like, oh yeah, I'll sit out here with you instead of sitting somewhere where I can watch the hockey game. And Nikki says back, what, the coyotes? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God! As if I didn't, like, want to make out with Dolph already. Like, now, I I want that tongue right down this throat. Uh, wait, did I say that a lot? Um, so anyway, the whole premise of this episode is Dolph, who we know to be Nikki Bella's ex-boyfriend. That's a fact, right? That's not something that was created on this TV show. We know they were together for a long time. They're not together anymore because we know that at least, by the way, I think the whole John Cena thing might be a work for a TV show. That'd be pretty funny. I am not convinced that they are funny. actually together. But, but, I'm not. I think that is a, dude, you guys will stay just around each other enough to make sure that we can get John Cena on this TV show somehow. I would, I'm telling you, I am convinced that part of that is fake. I, I'm, well, I'm sure, well. Because he's barely ever around. I get it. He's a big star. You know what I mean? Like, but like, he's, he's only, Sort of part of, I, I'm telling you, man, I think there's something, I think that John Cena is such a company man. I bet they're actually dating, but I bet it's a work. Because John Cena is such a they're, company they're, man. They're actually dating, but they're, but it's a work? I think that that's how much of a company man John Cena wait, is. Ha, wait, what, 
What does that mean? They're dating, but it's like <laughs> he's. They're dating, but they're only doing it because Vince told John to do it for TV. <laughs> I'm telling you, John's such a company man, I bet he would do that. Well, if, so, if, right, if, fine, if, we'll if someone told you for work that you had to sleep with Nikki Bella... I mean, I would probably be able to get by. I, I, mean, I mean, first of all, I'm not guaranteeing that they're sleeping. Well, they probably are. Anyway, the point to all this is, the premise of the show, Nikki randomly runs into Dolph Ziggler, her ex-boyfriend, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Dolph Ziggler finds out the problem in John Cena's relationship is that he doesn't want to get married, he doesn't want to have kids, he doesn't want any of that stuff. And Dolph Ziggler's like, oh, well, that's weird because you broke up with me because I didn't want to get married and I didn't want to have kids. That was the reason why you broke up with me. Maybe that's, again, this is how they blur the lines. That might be true. Right. It sounds damn plausible, right? Like, you know, you're too immature, I don't want to be with somebody that doesn't want to get married and have kids, so I'm going to move on. Well, now I'm with John Cena, and he's John Cena. He doesn't want to get married and have kids, but he's no John problem. Cena. He's loaded. <laughs> I will stick with John Cena despite the fact that he doesn't want those things. So the whole thing is plausible enough that you're like, okay, maybe. Then, then, the episode turns to Dolph Ziggler embarrassingly throwing himself at Nikki Bella. And it sets up to this big scene at the end where they're backstage at a show, and Dolph Ziggler's like, hey, can you come over here and talk to me? And they go somewhere private, right? Private. Private like there cameras. Aren't cameras everywhere. <laughs> and he says, I still have feelings for you, and I could give you, I could, I've changed. I'm, I'm now I'm that now, guy that you want. I'm the guy, I'm interested in getting married. I'm interested in having kids. I can do all those things for you. And like the last scene of the show, because it's the end of the season, he leans in to kiss her. And do the, do, oh, we do don't know. Do to be continued. They cut it, well, they don't even do, they just oh. cut off right there. Oh boy! You're right? tuning in for the premiere. Right? Damn right I am. I'm hooked. But but wait a second. Because I, look, man, I know that John Cena will do anything on camera, and how is this really any different than like a wrestling show? Right. right. But dude, really, really? I mean, that's what I'm struggling with, right? Like, because the ultimate answer might be. John, of course, John Cena is not going to kick Dolph Ziggler's ass because he knows it's, it's all show. for a TV show, yes, it's all show, which is why he was making out with what's her face that was supposed to be uh, Zack Ryder's girlfriend years ago. I can't, Eve Torres and AJ Torres, for a little you. bit there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we've all done this type of crap. It's, yes. it's just a wrestling show, it's and so thing. you do this type of stuff. They haven't but, had any cheating scandals on the show, as far as I know, so uh, far, so they need it. But that's but this is the thing, right? Like that's what what sort of drives at you is that it's plausible enough toward... There's enough in there that is reality, right? There's enough in there that is reality that it it just sort of makes John Cena look dumb, right? I believe we're spending 10 minutes I know, I know. Shut up, shut up. Let's go, go fuck yourself. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I said it. It's what it is. Um, I, I just... At the end of the day, it looks close enough to reality TV that it ends up just sort of making John Cena look stupid. Can't believe that I just... It's quite the show. You just spent 10 minutes. It is totally quite. Even. It is a. It is. Whoa, dude. Whoa, like, crazy, crazy. It is. Is that what all reality TV is like? Because maybe I need to watch more uh, reality I mean, TV. That, uh, there's a reason I watch reality TV. It is. I, I am a huge whoa. fan of the real world. I'm a huge fan. You know, dude, they ended the season with him leaning in to kiss her. And I know he doesn't. Like, I know that that doesn't happen. But still. Yep. Yep. God damn. That is some television God damn. right there. That is some television. Paige has got to break up with her fiance. They got engaged, but she doesn't want to be engaged. She just didn't want to lose him, so she said yes. But she doesn't want to marry him. Well, she's and 22. She's, of course she doesn't. And she's him. talking about it on television. That's awesome. 
on television. That's awesome. She hasn't told him yet. So, so what you're saying is yes, like, John Coulson. I'm screaming. I'm freaking he's, out. He's, he's yeah. got a wrestling it's, it's reality show. Reality Not even wrestling. Hey, buddy. Everything good? I hope you got any clients in the day. You want to <laughs> run them in and say hello? I can. Be scared. They can be scared off. It's good to see you. There's John Coulson from Pressbox. He was uh, freaking out about me uh, screaming about. Yeah, I, Total well, you, you're, yeah. Dude, it was. It's. It's a show. Hey, I'm, I'm a reality fan. It's, it's a fun. show. All right. I, I can't go there. Okay. Um, now number two. Number number two. Back to wrestling. Um. <laughs> Sort of. Wow. I don't know how I follow that at all. Dude, I'm telling you, the Coyotes thing is a re- – re- I need to become best friends with these people. I have to. You just need to guess. We, there's only like a hundred of us on the planet that root for the Coyotes. This is true. I have found all of them on the internet over the this years. This is true. Like literally, if you're is, a Coyotes is, is fan – Is the Luchador guy a Coyotes fan or is he only a Diamondbacks fan? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I like the Luchador. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, gotta, I, gotta, I would have to look into that. I've never seen anything with him around the you know, Coyotes, but that doesn't mean that he isn't. Right. I just I, I'd have to find that out. Right. But there's just not a lot of us. Yeah, there is a very small group of us, and Dolph is one of us. Dolph and I should be hanging out, banging on the glass in every game. You know, for some reason I don't buy Dolph as a hockey fan. Why I don't not? know why. I don't know why. Why just, not? I, I don't know. I no, don't know. He seems like a hockey fan. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. You know, in the types, he seems like a hockey fan. I don't know. Oh yeah. Definitely. All right. All right. I mean, I think you're. You know what I think you're doing? I think you're thinking of CM Punk, the hockey fan. Yeah. And saying they're so different. Yeah. But I think that CM Punk is less of your typical hockey fan. Well, well CM Punk is like super nerdy hockey. He's, well, he's, 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 that's he's, all he cares he, about. He's, right? he's, he's all over the analytics and stuff. Yeah, sure. he's, he's, he's absurd. No, 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 dude. Dolph and I, and apparently Daniel Bryan, too. They were talking about it. Like, well, Daniel, Br- Daniel Bryan's from, you know, Seattle. And they love, even though they don't have a hockey team But they're pretty there. much Canada is what yeah, you're trying to exactly. say. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. Um, the fact that they don't have a hockey team is shocking still. Well, they don't have an arena. That's that's their problem. Well, they yeah. would get one. In fact, they would have gotten. Yeah. Probably would have gotten right. the Coyotes. Coyotes to tell you the truth. Right. That, that's why uh, if, if they Bryan, only had an arena. That's probably why Daniel Bryan's like, he's just right. Yeah, he's just waiting for them to move to Seattle, where he's like, oh good, I already root for you guys. All right, All right. let's let's get through this next one pretty quickly. Cause Do we, we have to? Because we could just keep talking about this instead. Uh, I watched Total Divas, man. It was magic. Thank you for anyone who's still listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I just go, we love you so much. Um, oh God, I can't. If anyone's listening for the first time, there's a lot of other stuff that happened on it too, right? Like, uh, <laughs> hang on, what's her face? No. Natty, uh, she doesn't want to get her eye surgery because Tyson's not wrestling right now, so they can't both not ha- ha- have be wrestling. They call, have they caught up there? That yeah, they, Tyson's they, been Tyson injured? just got hurt. In this all right, episode. No, seriously, we need to move on. Who else is on the show now? Remind me, is, who is else Naomi is still on it? Yeah, they didn't really do anything with her this week. Okay, uh, she's off the show now, though. Is she next season? They're replacing her with the Tough Enough girl, the Amanda from Tough Enough. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, they didn't they kick her off once before? I can't to... remember. Anyways. Oh, Eva Marie. <laughs> well, They're right. trying to sell her as a wrestler. Of course they are. The, the, her whole scene at, like, NXT was that this was her triumphant return. Yeah. Dude, dude. Not only do they, but again, it's not even a good booing. It's yeah. not even like a heel. It's just, we right. hate you. Right. We Go don't away. want you anywhere near. Right. You're terrible at wrestling. Right. Right. And they're trying to sell her as like, you know, this is her triumphant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Okay. Anyways, number two, they announced. But did I tell you about? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Um, number two, SummerSlam. You know, it was in New York this year. We thought that, you know, good chances just goes back to LA after it. Nope. Two more years in the bar place. Is, Dolph is already friends with their family. Like he and Bree were like hugging on each other, and he knew the mom and the brother. Total Divas live at the Barclays Center. You'd go to that show. I'd be in. (laughs) If they did a live Total Divas panel, I think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Um, SummerSlam SummerSlam. in in Brooklyn. Um, you know. Cool. Yeah, you know, I hear you with that. I think it does. I, I guess I'm a little bit disappointed that they can't do a bigger show. 
Like we talked go, about, go like, for the outside again. Like yeah. that, that was the thing. And I wonder if there's something in there where where it's written like, hey, if we can figure out a way to do this in the uh, like at the soccer stadium or something, we can still do that. We'll still do raw. We'll still do NXT. But it, but it, but it wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't really be Brooklyn at that point. I don't know. I, but I mean, what it says is it's in. So you know, and and if not, you know, maybe they figure that nothing else in New York. Is viable. They, they figured out the soccer stadium isn't viable, mess or not. So if they want to do New York, they have to do it there. Fine. You know what? I like the idea of having SummerSlam in a big city. I, I like. How cool, would it, how cool would it be if they could do it at Yankee Stadium? Oh, it'd be awesome. How great would that be? That, SummerSlam be was at Yankee Stadium. You know, they I did a big wrestling show. Not I say big wrestling show. They did a wrestling show this summer at um, City Field, the new Shea Stadium. Oh yeah, they did the Heroes of uh, uh, with like Goldberg. Well, and and, and uh, they did the Ring of Honor did from Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Cyclones. Yeah, but that's I mean that's that's too small for right. for no, SummerSlam. Yes, they, they did the the Heroes or Legends of Wrestling or Heroes of Wrestling or whatever. I mean, it was it'd called. be neat, but it's tough because it's baseball season. And, and again, in general, I'm, I'm against open roof events because you run the risk of it all being ruined, ruined especially in the summer. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm fine with it. It's cool. You know, you have it in New York. You, you need it in either New York or LA. You want it to turn into a destination place, and you know, those are the two cities you can do it pretty much. Well, New York's a better wrestling crowd than yeah. LA is. It's better for NXT in and particular. Better for us because so, we can go up at something. Yeah, and it probably means that you can get that that night before NXT show sold out yep. every year yep. by doing it this way. I, I like it. I mean, I like it. I do. I guess I don't know. There's a small part of me that's still like that. That arena's just not great. Uh, yeah, I'm not it's a huge fan. I, it's a very small arena. Like people don't realize that. It's 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 not a small arena. It's just a no, very vertical arena. Yeah, but it's one of the smallest capacities in is all it? of. Yeah, absolutely, it is. I, I, I didn't realize. It's even worse because they're doing hockey in there now, oh, and well, like that, it's that, a that it's a, a joke. nightmare. Yeah, I've heard that's like a joke. how they're how they're doing it is. Just one of the saddest things. I, I've ever I do seen. want you to, can't see the the ice. Yeah, I do want to take in a wrestling event from there because I'm curious on how you know I, I'm very big as far as like acoustics go and right. how like you know different crowds sound different in different arenas. I, I want to take in just to hear what that crowd sounds because I feel like with the verticalness of it because it was right. it was made. Well, they built the main arena in the middle of a street. It's well, a goofy place. It's a goofy place, but they they also did it where. I feel like it would be a very good concert venue, and usually a very good concert venue is also a very good wrestling venue because I feel yeah. like I feel like just the way it's built, the sound. Probably, Buddy of mine saw Pearl Jam there; said it was really good. Yeah, I feel like just the way it's built, you, you don't have a lot of lost sound in oh, it. You know, so. actually, a bunch of my friends were at the Dave Matthews Band show there a couple a couple of December's ago. Yeah, I don't know. So, don't know, but I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. thumbs up. Uh, finally. We have a show on Saturday night. It's not technically a pay-per-view, so we don't bring AJ on to pick it. Also, I don't want to put AJ on again. Although he was active on uh, Sunday he, he was. for the he first time this NFL season. Regular season debut. Very, very congratulations to AJ. We love him, um, and and may he continue kicking ass this season for the Miami Dolphins. I would say we love him. We don't really, obviously. I hate him. Oh, we hate but him, but we want him to do well. Correct. I mean, yes. we want to. We really what we what it is. You know, is we you know be how we to, you know how we talked about before how how a heel look, needs to be really great for the faces yes. to rise up. That's what we want. That's a great point. Think. That's yes. a great point. No doubt. Um, it leads us to Saturday night is – what's the name of the show? Just Brock Lesnar live from Madison Square it's Garden? Like just live from MSG. Or live from like MSG. That. All right. Yeah, Brock Lesnar – I believe it's called Live from MSG, Brock Lesnar versus the Big Show. So, so I believe right. is the sure. name – the official name of this event. But there is a card, and it will be broadcast. It's not just the Brock Lesnar Big Show yes. match. So let's you and I make some predictions for what happens on Saturday. All right. We got Randy Orton versus Jason. Let's do this quick, not a long – I'll do what I want to do. No. Dude, we still gotta get the to the thing top is, five. Maddie really needs the surgery, <laughs> and her mom knows, 
and she's lying to TJ because she doesn't want TJ to know what a desperate situation they're in. EC3 versus Kurt hurt. Angle kicks off uh, Matt Live at Madison Square Garden. EC3 versus Kurt Angle? Yes. That's a huge match. That is huge. Now, uh, Randy Orton, Sheamus. I, well, I, I, who cares, I guess is the first answer, yes. but I... <laughs> that, that sounds like a house show match for me. Sheamus. I'm going with Randy Orton, okay. just because you go with the face in most house shows. I guess that's true. But it's not, again, just a house show. It's on the network. I, I feel like with the exception of the championships, you're treating this like a house show. Okay. Rusev, Dolph. Rusev. I'm going Dolph. Okay. Uh, this is, could be the match of the night, uh, Owens Jericho for the IC title. Yeah, I mean, obviously Owens. Yeah, obviously Owens. Uh, of wins course, it. retains there. I do love that this is how they're using Chris Jericho. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, continue doing this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is the only one that really, you know, New Day's Dudley Boys. Yeah, I, this I, is a really interesting match, right? Like, because they're, they're putting, they're setting it up so much for the Dudleys to win. Yep. And, it, it almost doesn't make sense if you don't have the Dudleys win at this point, right? Like, right. why did you do this right. if you weren't going to have the Dudleys win at MSG? But and, and, you know, you can put the title right back on the New Day at Hell in a Cell if you wanted to. And it, it, it guess, I guess what you would accomplish with it is this is why you have to watch these shows. Right. Like, you have to do something. But, you know, like at, at the last one in Tokyo, you had Finn Balor win the NXT, NXT title. Right. Like, I feel like you want to do something big at these shows because otherwise it's just a house show. That's not, which is fine, but it's not something but you to have me, to do. to me, all of those reasons are why you set it up and then you don't do it because it seems so obvious, right? I'll still – I'll go with the Dudleys. I, I'm leaning that way as well. Yeah. But, you know, some, either – something big is happening in the in this show. Yeah, yeah I hear I think you. That's probably the big thing. Uh, Steel Cage match, Rollins-Cena. I mean, obviously Rollins wins. I'm trying to think of what could make it interesting, right? And I'm not coming up with it. Kane. Like, Kane's what makes it interesting. Yeah, but it's not interesting. Assuming he's there. Like, here's the other thing. A lot of these people, like, that we could have aren't around because there's another house show going on. In, like, like, in Denton, Ohio that night Yeah, or it's, it's in uh, Maine. Maine. So, like, Bray, Dean, Roman Reigns, and, you know. They're all in Maine, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, if Kane's there, Kane shows up. Well, yeah, obviously, Rollins. Yeah. And uh, I guess here's the question for Brock. Wait, is it for the title? Yes. It is. Oh, it's, well, no, excuse me. It's for the United States title, so Cena wins. Yeah, so Cena wins. Yes. Exactly. Yes. All right, very yes. good. Uh, Brock vs. Big Show. The question there is, uh, do we actually get a full suplex city, you know, right. or a full, right. you know, four? I don't know people? why. Why even do it if not? Like, why have this event if it's not for watch Brock Lesnar throw a grown man around like a rag doll? Pretty much. I mean, and that's the reason like, you have it, because just him doing the F5 is impressive. So if he can get him, you know, five different German suplexes, that would be ridiculous. Right. I, I, I just – I don't understand. It making – what – why would anyone be good for having this be competitive? Like what about – nobody wants to see that. Nope. Nobody bought a ticket to see Big nope. Show compete with Brock Lesnar. They bought a ticket to see Brock Lesnar treat the Big Show like um, a rag doll. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it's going to look like. All right. So All right. Top, top five. five. Top five this week. So we had this interesting scenario on Monday night. Where uh, Kane went through a uh, test, if you will. An HR evaluation. An HR evaluation. Ashley from Human Resources, which may very well be Ashley from Human Resources. There's contrasting reports out there who said – some said that it definitely was her. Others said, no, we've met her before. That wasn't her. Who knows? Yeah. But it might have been. I – you know, Aaron had this idea, and I think it's a very good idea, which is – 
Where has WWE's Human Resources Department let us down in the past? It's amazing that we've never had the HR department like, come up. Right. There, there has been some, you know, we're only each going to present five This was apparently them. a complaint that was filed. Yes. The fact that you can, can file a complaint and have an evaluation and we haven't had it before. It seems to me like there are a lot of places where maybe there was a human relations evaluation needed <laughs> yes. before now. Yes. So let's go through our top five and... I think that the, really what we're going to come out of this with is we're going to see some dark days for the WWE and and their failings in the human resources department. I, I think the the HR department needs an evaluation. For Frankly, themselves. if if Ashley has been in charge of human relations for a long time, I I don't know that Ashley is the is, right person to no. lead this department. No. no. All right. Um, my number five. Uh, Pillman's got a gun. Pil- Pillman, mm. Brian Pillman, yes, a, a contracted WWE superstar. Well, Correct. Two, both sides of this were, were horrible. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin break into a co-worker's house. He, he bashed down the door. He broke into a house to, to threaten him. Yeah. And in response, in response, this file says, a, a contracted WWF superstar pulled a gun and threatened to shoot a co-worker. It's unacceptable. Completely unacceptable here. Where was the HR department? No, I, it's a great question that you bring up, Aaron. And I, I want to follow it up by saying that uh, I don't think it's the WWE's HR department's place to get involved in the gun rights dispute that's going on in our country. I, I think that it's not their place to make a statement about Second Amendment. Could it also be a stand-your-ground thing? Like uh, we saw. It, it, I mean, it could be. That could be an impact here. But I do believe that they oh, they deserve the investigation into you know how how this scenario unfolded. You know, how did this ever happen? Because it's it's not about whether or not Brian Pillman had the right to have that gun. No. You know, the, the laws of the state obviously determine whether or not he had the right to have that gun. It's that how did this end up being an interaction between coworkers? Yes. And that, to me, is the real troubling part about this entire situation. It's, it's terrible. All right. So my number five is, and I think I might have figured out why. And this was going to be higher on my list. But I think I might have figured out a little bit more of why HR ended up laying off and saying, you know what, this, this might not be our area. There was an incident in which one WWE employee forced another WWE employee into a lesbian sexual encounter. Oh, I was going to bring this up later. Now, right. now here's why, because it was going to be higher on my list. But Aaron, I thought about it a little bit more, because it's terribly inappropriate. It's, it's horrendous. This is an awful thing. One employee forcing another employee into any sort of sexual encounter, right? Like, yes. My force is terrible. Yes. But remember, the reason why it came about was that it Dawn was, Marie was dating Al Wilson. Yes. And they she, agreed it, it wasn't a force. Actually. That's what I it ended was, up coming it was, to. It was a she agreed upon. That eventually presented Tori Wilson with the opportunity to say, you, you, hey, you don't want me messing around with your dad? No problem. It's really you I want. Yes. And so Tori technically actually not what I was going, so chose on her own to go up there. I still think HR needed to poke around there a little bit and make sure that they knew that everything was on the up and up. Because it was just hinky enough that yes. the fact that HR was aware of it and didn't really sort of get – first of all, you do have to disclose all relationships to your yes, superiors. You Correct. Um, that's common within any company. Yes. And I think there's a real question here. We're Because all, all of these parties were involved – in some sort of sexual encounter. And it seemed almost had, consensual, though. But but had it been reported 
to there's, there's the incident. That's this, the issue. Hmm. Did did Dawn and Al report their relationship? Well, they did have the wedding in the ring, so but, you would assume. Okay, I mean they're at least aware assume. of it. All right, but did then Dawn and Tori report their relationship the to the higher ups? Because remember, the cameras went away this once they got up to the hotel room. Well, no, it went through the hotel room for a while. Well, I mean, on <laughs> right, but I'm just saying we don't know the full details Correct. of the entire sorted affair. Yes. And I think so. That's it was going to be high on my list, but then I realized it's all it, consent. It, it it's was there was consent relation. involved. Yes. Yeah. So I just it needed to be reported. Yes. Is all that the HR needed to have documentation that this was going on and that they were aware of the policies that WWE had for such situations. All right. And I believe that WWE does have very very specific policies for uh, relationships well, when a daughter and a father are both sexually involved with the same woman. Yes. I do believe they have a very... It's clearly in the handbook. I somewhere. would say most likely not the first incident for the WWE. Not. Yeah. Not. All right. Uh, my number four, and, and it's shocking that HR never got involved here because I can't imagine that there weren't any complaints about this. You had a man mm-hmm. who decided to bring religious activity to it in the form of a cult to oh. the WWE, to mm. the workplace. Mm. He started asking co-workers to join his cult. Yeah. Not only did he ask them, in some cases, he kidnapped those that is people true. and forced them to his will. That's a good point. Once that happened, when when people weren't willing to join him, yeah. he made them part of his 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 rituals. I hadn't thought about that. But he strapped them to a clearly religious uh uh, symbol yes and 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 raised them to the sky that's against a, their will that's a great point how was hr not involved with this at all i mean you you know this is something that's actually occurred on more than one occasion when you think about oh, it oh yes i mean you, this is this is something that is not this was not only involved um but, but there have been multiple instances like this um i think we could have gone any any number of ways in yes. this in this area but it, it, disturbing, undoubtedly disturbing. It, it's it, this. It sets a terrible precedent for your company, frankly. It does. But, and I think that's the problem because it sets such a precedent. Anything goes from there. But think of those that have followed. You know what I mean, and, and have done similar things. Um, you know, think about um, just SummerSlam a couple years ago. Uh, was not Kane kidnapped? Yes. The, 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 look at the white family. That's what the I'm saying. Yes. They, they saw what had happened in the past and said. Well, this is an acceptable but practice. The this apparently is brainwashing kids from the crowd. Correct, but they they only because it was an acceptable precedent that had already been set yes. by the company. Yes. And so uh, disturbing, undoubtedly disturbing, Terrible. not acceptable. Um, my number four, and, and again, why have an HR department? This is a real question. If when you have employees who are stealing goods from other employees and then selling them to customers who paid to get into the event what 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 it, you know like when you go to work and you brought lunch and yes. you put it in the fridge yes have you ever been in a situation where somebody ate your lunch yes it's usually happened, accidental but occasionally it's it's happened to me yes. as well and you know what you are scorched earth yes. when it happens absolutely like you i want to file every complaint ever correct yeah, i want the guy fired Cor- Look at all the stuff Shad and JTG stole. That's terrible. And they went out and they sold. And HR just sat back and said, well, guys, you know, I, I, just it's not a lot we can do here. Who was the cat that stole Mariano Rivera's stuff in the Yankees locker room? Uh, the, the, the club. 
yeah. No, no, it was a player. Yeah, remember, know, it was yeah, it yeah. was an outfielder. Yes, I remember. And he was stealing it. Yeah, terrible. He was stealing stuff. Well, but they acted swiftly. Yes. They acted swiftly in the Yankees' uh, uh, front office. Not so in the WWE well, front the office. WWE apparently learned because Earl Hebner was uh, kicked out very quickly. Fair. That is fair. Well, I don't. Wasn't that before? So maybe Crackdown found a loophole. Found it somehow. Found a loophole and was Chad and JTG were so allowed it's, it's, to. It's in the department handbook somewhere that you're not allowed to steal. But yet they just were profit. willing to turn a blind eye to the the theft of personal material Terrible. that was going on. Terrible theft. theft. They just sort of said, "Eh, you guys, <laughs> you, you crazy crime time guys." Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You, you I put it on Ashley, frankly. You you, you brought about uh, same-sex relationships yes. early, earlier on. And and you talked about how that was consensual. Well, th- there is a problem with when two there, when, there's no problem with two consenting adults engaging. I think in we all think we're all in agreement on that. However, when an authority figure like a certain general manager of Raw mm. decides that he is going to force some of the women uh-huh. into something he calls hot lesbian action. Oh. And not only that, and, and sometimes it was forced into same-sex relationships. Other uh-huh. times, he wanted uh, some interactions with the women for himself. Whenever you have a, a authority figure who is mistreating, especially members of the opposite sex in that form, uh, that's clearly an HR violation right there. Well, I, I can't agree more. Um, I, it's horrendously inappropriate. It's it's horrendously inappropriate, and I, you know, there was it was it was a different time, right? It was a different time back then. Yes. But even then, you had to know that as a person in authority, that was unacceptable. And for the HR department again to simply, well, he's the boss. You know, what are we going to do? We don't. Again, just. Get rid of the, the HR entire department. department. Has to be above the boss. No, it, 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 it's a failing. It's yes. unquestionably a failing on uh, their part. And frankly, um, I, I lost a lot of trust at that point in my life. I mean, I, I, I was, I was young. I was. You were considering applying for a job in WWE. Correct. But you were concerned but what about if, these HR failings. Correct. What if I was forced into doing something along those lines? No what if I was to. forced into hot lesbian action? Think about it. Terrible. What if I was forced into hot lesbian action? What if you were forced to kiss another beautiful woman? It would be terrible. It's ridiculous. Terrible. You know what? I'm I'm just not I'm not standing for it. I'm not standing for it. Um, I think that one of the um, purposes of HR is to look out for some of the weaker uh, uh, people within your company, especially when you work in a um, a company that involves uh, a very diverse company. Yeah, it's a diverse company, but it, contact. You know, like yes. when when you know what you're involved with. Like in, look in radio, we don't have to worry about. Um, these types of things. Well, but, I deal with Doc Walker. I don't know. What well, that's true. I mean, you do have uh, there's football players abound where where you uh, make your living. But I, I've seen Brian Mitchell wrestle guys onto the floor. So I believe that. Yes, I yes. I believe that. The thing is, that's not the way that it always is. And um, WWE knows that they need to look out for some of these these people that maybe cannot. They're just not meant for certain situations. For example, an elderly woman being placed through a table. Unacceptable. By Bubba Ray Dudley. Unacceptable. And yet, Bubba Ray Dudley was allowed to continue putting people through tables. In fact, under Ashley's authority, has been welcomed back 
yes. to WWE. And not just welcome back, but welcome back with no no caveats that they can't Correct. use tables. With, with malice towards tables. Yes. And also, obviously, legendarily, it's one thing that you're destroying this many tables. Frankly, if I'm HR, i got to think about whether or not this is a waste of company resources. True. I mean, first of all... The company has to pay for those tables. Probably. Re- reimburse I, I don't, the I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're being donated no. by anyone. So if I'm first, if I'm in Ashley's situation, either I've got to fine the Dudleys for the damage they've inflicted upon these tables, or I've got to just completely remove them from the equation. Yes. To put an elderly woman like Mae Young. Mae Young ultimately went on to die, did she not? Do we know with certainty that Mae Young's injuries were not – they didn't begin that day? They could have. And, well. and HR just said, ah, just, oh, it's – come on, guys. It, it, they're just putting people through tables. Terrible. Why exist? No. Why, do your job. Seriously. You know, I don't ask for a lot. Do your job. Absolutely. Your number two. Uh, my number two, it, it's just a giant folder that was – actually, it was brought up on Raw. Like, I do not understand. Kane's past mm. has, has to have so many incidents. It is true. I mean – we, we, we'll just kind of run off of just a few of the lists here. You have a man literally pour gasoline on, not another competitor, but on an announcer. Yes. Pour gasoline and light him on, on fire. fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have him take, granted, a, a competitor, but a competitor who also was the son of the owner. Yes. Tie him to ring posts, take a battery. Yeah. And... Put the other ends of the battery, the other end, to his testicles. Yeah, that happened. And and threaten to to shock them off. Yes. He has thrown fireballs uh-huh. at people. He has choked, sl- given given tombstones to elderly women. Yes. Where was HR? Wait, wait, wait. He's a known necrophiliac. Well, I mean, and, and that that would be another tri- Triple H pretending. Well, but wait a second. They hired a known necrophiliac. HR has to give a, a the old sign Background off on check. yeah right. Well, even if it's even if we if we assume they didn't know about necrophilia or that well, necrophilia may have been fabricated. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. I think that the but evidence you know is pretty significant. We, we about know that they had someone who had been living in a basement basically yeah. for a, a psychologically. He was announced as a psychologically scarred who has a vendetta against one of the employees. How do you bring that person into your company? I, I think it's I think it's just a terrible, terrible decision on the part of HR to sign off. That did they did they just not bother to do the background check that day? They just decide like, oh come on. They, they Paul Bearer clearly a nice guy. He wouldn't bring anybody. To you anyone. know, it's interesting that you would bring up Paul Bearer because I'm to talk about um, something that I got to be honest with you. I'm really concerned. The, the more I think about it, that the HR department in WWE did not There's one of two things address more significantly. There's two ways you could go here. Let's see. And not only have they not addressed it, but the party involved has been elevated to such a lofty status within the company that they've essentially given the thumbs up to it. Do we just sort of want to pretend like The Undertaker didn't murder his father? Is that... What we're going to just do, because I was watching pay-per-view one night when when it's this weird thing. Paul Bearer was encased in concrete. Yes. And lost his life. Well. Well, we found out later that he was. He had escaped. Somehow so escaped. Clear, HR clearly did their job here and found out he escaped, but for the well-being of Paul Bearer. 
because he knew that Undertaker might go after him again. But, but no, no, let's start with an attempted murder. Attempted murder. Attempted another... murder alone would be enough for you to say, I don't think we can continue a business relationship with this person. Um, they deserve their day in court. You know, it's sort of like the uh, the NFL. Yes. You you allow them, but I would assume that you suspend them without pay until the d- day in court happens. It would seem as though not only did the HR department not do that, but then I don't think they fully cooperate in an investigation into the incident. And because of it, The Undertaker goes on historically to continue this streak at WrestleMania and is beloved by mil- And we just pretend like the man did not attempt to murder his own father at work? Yes. Why? Why? Why, HR, why? What's number one for you? My number one is, is what is the, the purpose of HR? Is, is relationships yeah. between, yeah. and to try to, especially. Human resources. Human resources, yeah. and, and when things get bad, to. I, I called it human relations earlier. Yes, you I did. I don't know how I did that. Um, but, but to mediate disputes between yes. two people. That yes. is a very big part yes. of this. Especially when they, they might have to, have to do with a higher up. Yes. Um, for two years, almost consistently, you had the owner of the company. Mm. And a, an employee and one of the top employees mm-hmm. at each other's throats. Yes. They, it was a completely untenable working relationship. N- no question. Between those two. No they question. They were physical with one another. They kidnapped one another. You know, one the, the employee attacked the owner when he was in the hospital. Correct. Like they were recovering each other. Both sides. It was completely inappropriate. Act. You know, you had him fired for absolutely no reason. Well, it might have been for a reason. But you had done equally bad things when when Mr. McMahon did decide to fire Austin. Um, I don't understand how HR never yeah, had a mediation it's, it's se- disturbing. session. It's disturbing. It's truly disturbing to go on for two years between these two, or, or to, to suggest maybe that they should work in different parts of the company. Correct. You know, to, to allow them to interact. Because I understand if. You know, the owner and, and, and your top, one of your top employees, you want to retain both of them. Right. But you have to but have maybe you, mediation session. Maybe you there. move one. If, yes. if, it, if you just can tell that there's no way these two people can work together, that perhaps you move them into to different, different areas. Yeah, correct. Yes. A different yes. department to work so in. So th- that to Give me. Give them a, a different direct supervisor. You know, you, you can argue that HR might have missed a, uh, might have missed a, you know, maybe they didn't realize something. Maybe someone didn't follow, file the proper paperwork yes. or something correct. like that. But clearly, slipped through the cracks. These two were at each other's throats for so long, and it impacted the rest of the company in such a major, major way. No, no doubt that they did not do their job at it all. Really, in that saga. It really, I think, for a long time, the company didn't recover from it. They were left in sort of an era of where this where people have bad attitudes. Correct. Yes. This this attitude just lingered yes. over the company for some time. Yes. My number one. Speaking of the owner of the company, there's a lot of things that the owner of a company uh, can can do when somebody is insubordinate. Correct. There's a lot of – there is a clearly established channel of, of punishment, of, um, you know, perhaps you're suspended for a week without pay. Correct. Perhaps maybe you um, – you know, I, I, there's a lot of options for what you can do. In, in punishing someone, there's a make a demerit system. You know, we're gonna be ri- we're gonna write you up for this one. And once you've been written up three times, you're fired. Yes. You know, like there's a lot of things that you can do. Are, are you about to bring up a certain club? Well, um, I I don't. And again, I'm I'm I run a very small business. Um, 
and my the people that work for it, I, I'm not directly a supervisor for them. But the thing is, in my time being, for example, a program director at a radio station where I did have um, people directly reporting to me, I do not believe it would have been appropriate for me to offer as punishment or for the ability for someone to uh, to skirt punishment the the choice of choosing to um, to lay a, a kiss on my derriere, my posterior. And I, again, I don't know all of the rules. And the handbook, I did not get, I do not have access to the WWE handbook. Um, I did not go through their orientation. But I cannot really believe that a, a publicly held company could possibly, within their handbook, have an option for you to join the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. And I'm surprised that HR did not intervene in these situations. I, you know, particularly, these things didn't happen quickly, Aaron. They they regularly were dragged out for uh, 10, Correct. 15 minutes. Sometimes over the course of the week. Yeah, and gave gave HR a number of opportunities to step in and say, no, no. You are the owner of a company. It's in a publicly held trust and we have a system for punishment. And we have a system for what can happen here. But this, you know, this is much more similar to sexual assault, frankly. And that this was not addressed by HR, that they were too busy worrying about Kane to deal with this. Uh, terrible. Again. Ashley needs to look at herself in the mirror and really think about what it is that she's doing with her life. And frankly, if she ends up applying for another job as director of human resources, I think that the people that potentially hire her should take a, a good long look at this resume before they consider whether or not that she's someone that should be running the HR department for their company. That was fun. I really like really doing just that. Do this I kind of want to separate minutes? that and not even have it be part of the podcast. I kind of want it to be its own thing. Uh, it was wonderful. That was fun. All right. Very good. We're, we're, this was too terribly late. Um, thanks to Ethan Carter for checking He's in with us. He was best. awesome. He was really awesome. Uh, what do we have coming up? We guess maybe remind everybody that the Twitter is the Aoster and dropping well, out. I was going to uh, yeah, dropping that out one. Show. And the email for the show is dropping out show at gmail.com. Go to WrestleCrate, go to support WrestleCrate. them, and uh, uh, Fantasizer is yes. where you can find out more about uh, uh, fantasy pro wrestling. You are Aaron Oster. You I are on Twitter. Oster. And what's coming up at Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Oh, nothing scheduled right now. But go go back my Okada article. Nothing, nothing like a hey, plug. What's coming up? Oh, nothing. No, nothing. No, go go back check out my Okada article that came out for. Saw saw it getting a lot of attention. It, on it the got interwebs. a lot of play. It was it was fun. Oh. It was it was fun. It was, you know, you can tell a lot of it was answered in character because that's kind of you know that that's the Japanese culture as much as everything. Right. Like, as much as anything. But um, some of it was definitely answered sincerely. He, you know, he talked about how much he enjoyed wrestling in front of the American crowds, and he, he was very direct. He does not want to wrestle for WWE at least now, and you know, maybe in three years that changes. But right now, he has no intentions of going towards WWE. And uh, the, the the big thing that, at least to me, when he told when he told me that, I just got this huge grin on my face, and he even kind of laughed at it. Was uh, he wants to bring a G1 tournament to America, which would Ooh. be the greatest thing in the history of the world. Well, sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right, check that out. 
Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website for WrestleCrate. For our silent partner, AJ Francis, for Aaron, I'm Glenn. Thanks for checking us out. Please continue to spread the word. Tell your friends. Give us some stars. Subscribe. The whole nine yards. This has been Jobbing Out.